0: So my drinking got out of control when I got money. And then that can happen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: the clip. That's the clip. When you fucking advertise this podcast, that is the clip. That's it. That was fucking perfect. Yep. <laughs> that can happen. <laughs>
2: Hey, welcome back to Hot Boxing. I'm Jeremy Piven, and I'm Mike Tyson, and we are honored to have the great Bill Burr here with us Brother tonight, Bert. smoking a Cuban, living right. his dream.
3: This is the
0: greatest. This is the most cameras I've ever seen on a podcast in my life.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you've got, got you
0: cameras and
1: people.
2: You've got your own podcast. You're a big shot. I know, but
0: I do it. Uh, I do it like. I just have like a uh, little mixer and I I don't do it like this. Where you from, Bill? I grew up outside of uh, Boston. Yeah, Safe park? suburbs. Yeah. Super white, cul-de-sacs, street
3: hockey, can't mess. Fuck, I'm Whitey Boja, baby. Yeah.
0: No, see, that was in town.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's what, oh, wait, what, all, all the places, all the places where they, they
0: make the movies, uh, I was not from there. Okay. I wasn't okay, from there. All okay, of those, okay. all of that stuff that they've made, all these great Boston movies, I, I was in the safe suburbs, so yeah. Okay, okay.
2: Mike was asking me your breakthrough, and obviously everyone's got a different take on it. For me, as an outsider, it's when you got up in Philly and it wasn't going well, and it was kind of a massive tailgating yeah, I wasn't party. Wasn't going that well. Yeah, <laughs> and there were great, you know great comics that were up before you, and they weren't doing well, and you just decided to call this audience out in a rant that is no, legendary. That's
0: the myth. That's the myth of what happened. What, ha- what really happened was the first guy went up, and he got booed. But it was the summertime, and it was like a, uh, an amphitheater. So it, there was, like, seats and then, like, lawn seats. And it was right outside of Philly. And the first guy went up and, I don't know, say the place holds 5,000 people. There was maybe 400 sitting down. And then there was another, like, 200 just milling around. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, here's your first guy. And he just walked out there like, what the fuck? So he got booed. Then it was sort of like the tone was kind of set. But everybody was doing okay, but wasn't having a good, good time because you saw the first guy get booed. So it's just like, oh, this is an option. So then, like two, three hours after that, that's when I went on. And it was after a break. And um, I can't remember. It was so long ago. It was hot. They, they, they showed w- some fucking weird video of a guy who had pus coming out of his ears and some guy ate it and this other guy puked. And then they started the fucking show back up again. It was gross. And I I, I don't even remember. I think Bobby went up and did good, and then Dom got booed a little bit. And then I went on, and, uh, you know, my first joke, I fucked it up. And that's why I started to get booed, and then I snapped. But all of that shit of, like, you know, I was like, I was going to go out there and tell these people to go fuck themselves. That didn't happen. I went out there. I was trying to have a good set. I was trying to have a good set. It didn't happen.
3: (laughs) What is it that you believe that you believe makes you different?
0: Oh. I don't know. And I would be afraid to analyze that. Because if I did, then I would think that I would be thinking about that rather than just reacting to whatever was in front of me or saying what I wanted to say.
3: I've got information that you're a conspiracy man.
0: I am, but I also am, like, oddly, uh, it depends on the conspiracy. Well, you tell me one of yours. Okay. Uh, anything that has to do with bankers that it's just, like, like if you started a Ponzi scheme, or I started or you started a Ponzi scheme, we're going to jail. Uh-huh. But those guys' Ponzi scheme gets to continue on and on and on, and every time it, it shits the bed and everybody loses everything, they do that shit, we're just too big to fail. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know it's been a while since I got into it, because I kind of became that guy that was bumming everybody out. So you
3: don't know you' bumming me, I'm So So how do you feel about the bank?
0: What do you think? I don't, I don't think I'm smart enough to really understand it. I, what, I don't get why, like, why does it have to be gold behind our money? Why does it have to have value? As long as I respect $20 and you respect $20, why can't this just be magical paper? Like, why does there have to be something behind it?
3: It's all about control, brother. If you're a conspiracy junkie, you know it's all about control. It's all about getting the most you can out of them and giving them the less they deserve. It's all about slavery. And it has nothing to do with um, economics of color, but it's just, that's what it is. So you think you it's all want. about
0: slavery, so then you would, then they work it in racially? like no. You don't no. think it's like an
3: airline with, like, Sky Miles? No.
0: Um, how they have group one, group two, group three? I think that we're all... Diamond medallion? no.
3: We're all slaves to something. We're all slaves to something, some money, some religion. I'm a slave to these fucking things. Some (laughs) cigarettes, some cocaine. We're all slaves. We're all initiatives. We're born slaves. We all have slave characteristics that makes us slaves. It's uplifting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But but Mike, you used to have that because you were taken advantage of, and you've evolved, and it's a different game for you now.
3: I agree that, you know. I do agree that, but that's not. that doesn't mean it's over for everyone else. No. I only succeed when I help other people succeed. Right. If I'm the only one to succeed, then I'm a failure.
0: Now, how long did it take you to figure that out? Like, did, is that something you, you felt you always knew, or did you... No fucking ed- way. No way.
3: No fucking so when did, way. So when
0: did you, like... When did that light come on? Like, I around
3: three years ago, my wife inspired me to liberate myself from myself, pretty much.
0: How long was that conversation? That's, that's <laughs> amazing. No, that's amazing. No, because I'm, trying, I'm uh, trying to let go a lot of shit myself.
3: Um, you can do it whenever you want to. That's one thing that's interesting about life. You can change your mind and change who you want to be whenever oh. you want.
0: Because my thing is, what gets me is this, my, my, my life's work is my temper. And I, I come but from he, a rage family tree. Uh-huh. But he right? figured
2: out uh-huh. how to navigate that artistically. It. And it's a little different than most who are slaves. Yeah, but I'm to talking that.
0: about real life, like being not just up on stage, like at home. Like, I don't want to be flipping out. Like, I don't want my kids to be scared of me the way I was scared of my dad. So my kids aren't scared of me, which is the, <laughs> the success so far. But, like, I, uh, I figured out, because I came from the sit down and shut the fuck up. That's how adults talk to you? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, oh yeah. Kids are to be seen and not heard, okay? Yeah. So i I'm think from that background. When shit starts to not go my way, I feel like no one's going to hear me. It's embarrassing to say this out loud. I'm 52. Nomism.
3: They call it nomism. What is that? When you feel nothing. Feel like you're not heard?
0: Yeah, so that can be literally trying to figure out the operating system on my phone or like my wife. If I say, hey man, we got to be there by two or three o'clock and we get there at like, you know, 10 past three, and there's
3: a thing, I don't know, it just like. You need some emotional training. I I mean, I need a lot. He needs (laughs) emotional (laughs) intelligent training. Well, I just went back to that book. There's a book that says emotional intelligence for people just like that. They're not slaves to their emotions. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I used to be one of those people. Well, everybody was my enemy, but me. If you're a business owner like myself, you don't need us to tell you that running a business is tough, but you might be making it harder on yourself than necessary. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. It's time to upgrade to NetSuite. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. That's the spreadsheet and all the old software you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control over your financials, HR inventory, e-comments, and more. Everything you need, all in one piece, instantaneously. Whether you're doing millions or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Let NetSuite show you how to benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuitecom slash tyson. Schedule free product tour right now at nextweek.com slash Tyson. Nextweek.com slash Tyson. Join the over 24,000 companies using week right now. Life is interesting being um, a conspiracy theory. Okay, I got a conspiracy for you. All right, go for it. I think that
0: water in nature is the toxic waste left over from the last people that fucked this shit up. And then we grew out of it. And to us, it's... it's Delicious water's delicious, and then I I I, and then I think once we're dead and all we're all gone, I think the next people are going to be eating plastic. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) like it's apples, and it's going to be delicious to them.
2: Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of holes in that, but there seems to be a couple holes in the nutritional value of plastic. No, but But the next people That that means you. That means
0: they'll live off the nuclear waste and all of that. Okay. So I know you don't believe me. I saw look on your eyebrow. Do you see how
3: his eyebrow went a, up a, like that? Are you an atheist?
0: <laughs> Do I know what? Are you an atheist? Does that mean I don't believe in a higher power? Well, that's
3: what you're speaking as if you don't believe in God. I don't know about no higher power. I am confused
0: with that right now in my life. Yeah, why is that? Because is I, don't, I, is I, I don't understand why God doesn't take credit for his work.
1: Hmm?
0: Like, why does he make sociopaths and then punish them? Who said he punished them? Going to hell and all of that shit. I'm Catholic. What what did they tell you? What'd um, you grow up?
3: Listen, I used to be a Catholic. But listen, I'm holding my buttons and I go past the graveyard and all that crap. But um, when you really look at the... Actually, what do you really think about God? Forget your religion. What do you think about Him? How how are the elements of what it is? I don't think He's mad and I
0: don't think he get judged for what you did.
3: I don't. So so he tells you, Do you think you're navigating your life now? You think he has nothing to do with you being here, you being the funny man that you are?
1: Yeah,
0: see, that's the thing, because I feel that, like, if I do good things, good things happen. There's definitely these laws. See, my thing about religion is, I think that people came up, because they couldn't explain how we got here. So I think everybody has these theories that turned into religion, and then... There's elements... It's like if you're a conspiracy theory. you got enough conspiracy, one of them has got some truth in it. But, like, I think all religions are inherently flawed because they were made by people who were alive. So they don't know the biggest answer, which is what happens to you after you die. So that's, like, the biggest guessing game. And I needed a whole new reprogramming. So what I wanted to do was... uh, I went the entire the other way. This is all bullshit. People made it up. You die, you go into the ground. I went through that. And now, since then, I had kids. It's just, you know, there's no way to describe it unless you had a kid. And then I'm just like, there's got to be something. There's something beyond this. There's, there's something. There is something beautiful
3: behind all of this control. Of um, so, what are you talking about, The Wizard of Oz? Yeah, that sounds like The Wizard of Oz. There's something behind. Yeah, but, but right? it, it, like The Wizard but, Oz. There's something yeah. behind. Pull the it. curtain, meet the wizard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, i like the, 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 the Yeah, but wizard don't you? Oz.
1: But
0: but religion is inherently that too. <laughs> huh? There's this guy. He's watching you. He's oh, hanging listen, out. No,
3: but check yeah. this out. I know religion has its flaws. I'm I'm, I'm with you 100. percent. Okay. But how do you think we would be without it? You think we would be better off? Really, really? You think? Imagine us thinking. No, for I, I don't think. I don't
0: think you, you need to go all the way the other way. Where now there's no judgment and blah 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 Uh-oh. the bullshit that I'm <laughs> was at. I think that uh, if there was a um,
3: no, no. Since, a, since you're it's so bad, just say what do you think? There should be no religion.
0: No, I'm no, no. I don't think that. I think uh, there shouldn't be no Catholic
3: religion. No,
0: it's like you're looking at an old house that needs to be redone. You don't need to tear it down. You just need to to upgrade it.
2: What about spirituality, Mike? There's spirituality, your connection with God, without being in any one of these
3: religions. I don't know it's spirituality, but spirituality comes from religion, pretty much. It doesn't have to, you know. You you know. So you all right? So you're dictating your own show then? All well, of my I, all these rules are my rules now. So. I'm spirituality, so I'm I'm pretty much I'm a prophet, of else I'm God, since I'm going through a spiritual perspective, and it's my spiritual perspective. Why don't I write a few lines in the book or something? Matter of fact, why don't I make up my own book?
2: People have made up their own book, yeah, but, but I'm sitting over here. I'm the Jewish guy. Uh-huh. Um, I knew it. You knew it. He could smell the Jew. Uh-huh. The ginger <laughs> smelled the Jew. It's,
0: it's like a good children's. Mark Maron joke. Like, I'm <laughs> fucking with it. <you.
1: laughs>
2: breaking balls i miss it yeah i mean like looking at you your last special from an outsider you're crushing it you're saying you're fearless saying whatever saying what you want to say and at the end of all that and you're in london um and you're relating to a culture that you don't necessarily have a great reference for Mm -hmm. because you didn't grow up there um, and at the very end, you're there with your kid, and this will sound like I'm I'm not kissing your ass. I'm just being honest. But there was okay. some, there was something about it that really struck me at the very end with the credits, and you're there with your kid, and it's that silhouette of you guys in the back. Oh yeah, kid.
0: Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, it How you was. Feel about it, that? it
2: looked like someone. I, I don't want to say who has it all, but you've had figured some stuff out. No, I
0: did. I did. I did. No, I definitely figured stuff out. That's why I'm trying to figure out how to come back to a higher power thing, trying to figure out my temper and all of that. I mean, I, I just there's something wrong with you if you have a kid and it doesn't change you. It doesn't make you look at yourself and be like, well, I, I got a lot to work on. Because, um, you know, there was a lot of stuff I didn't like about myself. And then when I had a kid, I was like, well, oh, my God. you are kid? I feel like, yeah, I'm contagious. And you think, no, no, <laughs> no. It's no, like, no. I don't want <laughs> no, to pass know.
3: this shit. You don't think oh, you man. could tell you just thought you could hide something. You know? No. We like, no,
0: we like secrets. I have a temper, man. You can't hide that. Like if I was, you know. No, oh, no,
3: no, we're not hiding your temper, we're hiding the cause of the temper. Well, if I could I'm trying to figure purpose. out what is the cause of it. Oh I'm trying- you know the cause of it, brother. Oh, don't start that why am I mad? Why I know you know why you mad. Why are you mad? Who hurt you?
0: Oh, that, yeah, but that's what I just figured out. But for years, when I would yell at my phone, I thought I hated technology. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: these guys! It has clever. nothing to do with your phone. No, He's I'm serious. I'm, not, I'm I am being totally honest. That's no, no, you're
3: not, you silly dude. No, you know
1: what it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, the is thing that. is, is you're more evolved. You've worked uh, on yourself uh, more, uh, so you think I'm where you're at. I'm not. So, I'm learning shit from you right now. I'm not trying to be clever. I'm being totally honest. You know how many times I've said that? I fucking hate technology. Technology kept me alive. I had a ruptured appendix. I don't hate technology. I just get frustrated with shit. And I have this.
3: No, this is what you hate. You hate this phone. It's an aggressive therapy session. You hate hate this phone. You hate technology. You hate
0: this phone, okay? This phone. It's too light out. It's the afternoon to go into my yeah. demons here.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Smoking yeah. a cigar, yeah. man. I feel like this is my last cigar. Let
3: Sigmund Freud him, man. Let Sigmund yeah, Freud fuck, him. Yeah, fuck, man. I don't know if we should drag him <laughs> into deep waters. Uh, yeah, I see I
0: mean, this. This is a good cop over here. You get pivoting over here, like, hey, I saw you special. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, it. Uh, and you're like, you know why you're angry,
2: motherfucker? And
1: it's just like, Jesus uh, Christ, uh, I want to fucking sit here and
2: smoke uh, a cigar, Mike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god Bill you know that Mike had a one man show did you know that I loved it okay what'd I you what'd love you lo- what'd you love about it there was a couple things that, that really struck me
0: as performance and a sports fan where you were talking about you were in a fight I think it was Holyfield and you, you were getting hit by this guy and you said I was maybe this, maybe this was an interview I've watched so much of your stuff but I think it was one man show no, I think it was an interview. You, were, you said you were going... I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? And I thought that was so amazing that you would think that. I would be thinking like, oh my God, end this. Get me out of here. I don't want to be here. And you're just thinking like, what the fuck is going on right now? Why is he hitting me and I'm not hitting him? That you could be that clear in the middle of that when you have a world-class athlete in front of you teeing off on you, trying to knock you out, that you could be relaxed enough to think what That's the what fuck. That's what fighting
3: is about. That's what acting and fighting is about. That's what you, it's all about relaxation. The most relaxed actor is the best actor. The most relaxed fighter at that moment is the That's best true. fighter. That's yeah. true.
0: And and then the story you told, and I remember when that happened, was somehow you ran into the dude you were going to fight before you fought him, and you punched him in the head, and he's somehow running after the limo or something like that. Like, I heard the full story no, of that. Green. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mitch Green. Yeah, oh, my Green.
0: God. Oh. Like, that to me was like, it made, when I watched it, it reminded me of like Charlie Murphy had stories like that where it was just <laughs> like, you just like, this can't be real, but the details, you know it's true. Listen, mm-hmm.
3: right? I didn't want, listen. When I was fighting the screen, right, this guy, he was on Angel Dust. And I was I, and I was wondering why I was hitting this guy and he and he was really, he was like, woo, but he wouldn't hit the ground. I'm like, I, what the fuck's going on? My hand is hurting like right. a motherfucker. Right. And um, you tase him, he's ripping it out of his chest. Yes, I hit him, boom, I hit him with a shot and he was out, right? Uh, right. So I get back in the car and I say, all right, let's go. And next thing you know, he busts the camera. It's just like Jason. Boom, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> he got up, and um, I'm in my car, and he breaks. I'm in a Rolls Royce at the time, and he breaks mm-hmm. the fucking um, side view mirror. The mirror? What's the side view mirror? Yeah. He Reuben breaks Reuben, it yeah. off, and I tell him, I said, one minute, please. I go out. I fucking beat this shit. I, boom, I hit him. His head hit the fucking car. I said, oh, shit. You know when people hit car? Boop! We hear that shit? Like oh shit so I got in the car and I said let's get the fuck out of here but man I when, when I saw in the morning he was awake and he was just really fucked up I looking. remember that picture in the paper I was like wow he's glad he didn't die shit so did you guys
0: ever talk about that did you ever run into him again and Say, hey, no, saying sorry, sorry about the curb no listen <laughs> the next time after I
3: ran into him like, you would think that he'd be scared the fuck with me and he saw me, I'm in there, I'm hanging out. The people have, like in Harlem, the people have the cheers outside and in the restaurant. He said, you fucking bitch, go you Sicily Tyson motherfucker in front of hundreds and thousands of people. I said, oh, fuck. He just, uh, he had no, um, I mean, he is a born-again Christian now, but back then he yeah. had no self-respect, he didn't care. He had a jury curl. Remember that guy yeah. in Last Dragon? Come on, you remember the last drag in the movie? That guy right. had the Jerry curl. You know, uh, he looked just like him.
2: I think he had the last Jerry curl. The guy you fought, yeah. literally. Jerry
0: curl was great for boxing because when a guy would take a stiff right, yeah. the product would come out of his hair. Right, like in it the, but it gets the in your punch, eye, But the punch. Yeah.
3: sometimes you can't see shit, man. No. Yeah, fucking <laughs> yeah. Jerry curl and shit.
2: So, Mike, you said everything changed for you. You were terrified, <clears throat> and you were so scared, and then you realized they were more scared of you, and that empowered you. Oh, and what Bill was just talking about when a, when Evander was hitting you, I, was that one of the first times that you thought, oh, wait, maybe he's not as more scared of me? There was no. a moment where it flipped, and that's no. why you were
3: like, what in God's name is happening? I didn't know what was happening, because he was clashing me with his head. Oh, shit, okay. And I, I'm saying, hey, what Head-butting these? you. But I'm saying, where are these punches coming from? And I've seen these shits, right? right. And um, that was where the... Uh, it basically came from Got it. Hey, what's the first car you bought when you made it? When I made mean, a Rolls Royce. oh that so that was the car? No, that's one of them. That wasn't the first one, but that How was How much one does of a
0: them. side view mirror cost on a Rolls Royce? <laughs> I don't know,
3: because like nine thousand back then, something like that. Probably. So he kinda deserved
0: the huh? curb. On a little way. Maybe not the curb. head should have hit the sidewalk if there's a little bit of grass.
3: I don't know. He just, he has decimated it. It's just
0: so vivid, like the yeah. fights are like I don't know. You know, that's I actually learned a lot about comedy watching a fight one time.
3: The fight is comedy.
0: Yeah, I, I saw two guys spill out of a bar. I was walking home from a club, and I saw these two guys spill out, and they were you know posturing, but you could tell neither one of them wanted to fight, and all but all their friends were there, so neither one could back down, so they were both scared. And I was watching it from across the street. I was crying laughing. I didn't know anybody there, and I was crying laughing. It just struck me that, like, true comedy is like, if you were experiencing it, it's not funny. But if you're watching it, like, the shit is hilarious. Like, uh, maybe I'm I'm explaining this wrong. Like, truth is funny. Like, their fear is is fucking hilarious. That's what you're
3: saying. It's always going another way. That one of these guys could have a fight and kill the other guy, and he has a family and people that love him, and he has to leave them now because of that one moment of ridiculousness. That one of
0: a I know, sense. but if you saw these two guys, that was not going to happen. They were built like me. <laughs>
3: that was <a> couple <laughs> of guys who to, shop at the Gap. They should never go to the bar again.
0: No, they shouldn't. It was just two ego who weren't going to back down, and they were just hoping the other guy was going to walk away, and they didn't, and next thing you know, they're standing outside the bar with their gap jeans. It was just
3: funny.
2: So did you did you take that and run with it? I mean
3: You're a comedian. They're comedians are dark people out here, huh it can you be stand up guys. What do you mean? Talk shit about people? No, you here. you got dog what you endured in life. Most comedians stand up guys. Do what? What they endured in life.
0: Oh I mean I don't know. I mean compared to what you went through, yeah, I had a nice I had a good time. <laughs> I feel that. I mean, I, I'm going to sit there and tell you about the pain in my childhood after the shit you went through. I can't do that.
3: Pain is pain. It's relevant. Yeah.
2: You can't compare.
0: Like yeah, but you do it. It makes you feel better. You know? Like, you just see somebody, you know, I don't know, standing on the side of the highway wearing, like, a Christmas sweater, fucking begging for money. I saw this guy the other day. Part of, I didn't give him money because he had on the Christmas sweater. I'll be honest with you. I just thought it was odd. Well, first of all, he was back to me and he was clearly counting money. And he turned around, he had gold earrings on and his Christmas sweater. He was asking for money. And I was thinking like, what kind of homeless guy has a wardrobe like appropriate for the holidays for him to come around and beg? So I didn't give him the money.
3: But I mean, did you look at a perspective that you would have gave for me if you want some kind of blessing from God just knowing that you gave in a good perspective? I did not think that. Only, you, you only think about your feelings and you only can feel and control your thinking. He's doing it
1: again.
3: <laughs> I'm not saying shit. No, just...
2: <laughs> no I, you were saying he was manipulating you. No
3: way. Sweater. Get out of here. I'm, just, I'm asking about um, what kind of people do what he does. Yeah. Saying, you
0: know? I don't even know what I do anymore. I just did a tour standing next to freeways in Texas. <clears throat> it
3: had, uh, eight
0: shows, no eight nights, sixteen shows. I had a great time, but it was like uh I felt like I was tailgating for the week. It was all
3: why did you feel tailgated
0: huh? Why did you feel like you were tailgating because I was outside and it was cold, yeah, I was wearing
3: like winter clothes, but you were performing outside,
0: yeah, yeah, next to highways, like so the first show was always during rush hours, so you had to like yell over the traffic, so it was heavy lifting and kind of like the early days it was hard to get. To lock in with them, yeah, during with the, people, the first shows, with the people, yeah, because you gotta you gotta hear what their where their rhythm is, then you got to get in with it, then you can take them on a ride. And I like it was like outside, we, there was these skyscrapers, and the laughs were kind of going up. So I and I kept going. You guys are having a good time? And then their response was, and then I had to be like, okay, this is one of these shows where I can't hear them, but I just have to know that they're having a good time. So I sort of slowed down a little bit. And was able to get through it But I mean I, But The positive side was it the, Was the fact that people Care enough about comedy Or coming to my show That they would sit Next to a highway With <laughs> planes landing It was like final approach To like Love Field and shit People uh, need
2: to laugh now More than ever Big
0: time Yeah Yeah I guess so I mean that shit
3: was pretty funny Yesterday though Do
0: you love what you do? I do And I miss yeah. it
3: And I miss it You don't do it as much Because of this?
0: Yeah, I mean uh, I, I still do it as much as I can, but yeah. it's like you know, one of the gigs I do, it's like it's a parking lot show, so people like sitting in cars. <clears throat> so you kinda of have to adjust to the rhythm of that. Like, okay, they're flicking the lights, so I guess they're enjoying this.
3: Uh, uh-huh. that's the stuff my wife's like going to the drive ins and stuff. We <laughs> would go see a show. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Well hopefully this vaccine's gonna work. We'll see. You know, once I became a thespian, I realized I want i would perform anywhere. I would perform pig shit, and there only has to be one person there, but somebody has to be there. That's thats what I get. I get, I get doing that. You love it. <sighs> I'm ashamed that I do. Why would you be ashamed? I just I I I I I want to be out there in front of people talking shit and talking about me and letting people look at me and all that shit. That's, that's just really interesting stuff, right? Yeah, no, but your one-man show was good. Yeah. I, used, I saw Chad Terry do it. Yeah. I said, baby, baby, I think I could do that. He was so breathtaking when he did it. He has inspired yeah. me. That's awesome. great.
2: Yeah, man, I remember coming to see you, and you were having so much fun. He started going off script, started improvising, and he's got his wife in his ear, and
3: she's and saying, sometimes get, get if back I sometimes if I'm flirting with a good hair, they, they stop being an asshole, okay? In my ear, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't think I could ever do a set if my wife was oh, in my ear. Can you I mean, I mean, very so my girls. wife is hilarious. Oh, my wife would be making me laugh. She would be going like, "Oh, that joke killed him." Huh? What do you think? You're special now.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: She was just, I don't know. She'd come up with something. Running commentary. Oh, no. He's, yes. His wife is keep keeping him on track.
0: Yeah, my wife is a shit.
3: Oh man! One day I must have did some with we all good and she just left. She just left me up there by myself. Oh, shit. And then how? I did like that... how you said I must have did something. You know you yeah. did something. Fuck! She just left me up there. How did it go? It went great because I was live talking about stuff, and it went great, but um, I can't believe she did this. I learned to memorize.
0: You could have opened with that and just say, usually my wife's Uh, talking in my ear, but I pissed her off, so you guys are going to get a freestyle show. They would have gone nuts. Because that's something that I learned early on is you have to address... The situation. I'm panicking
3: too. I'm up there panicking saying, I should have said that. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, anytime, anytime that happens. If you just address what is going on. Ooh, God, like, They love it, it. it. Yeah, and it breaks a 10. And then it feels like special. Like, <sighs> mm-hmm. uh, like you know, you, you did a sitcom. You know, like, they didn't like when you got the line right. It's when you screwed up. Mm-hmm. Then they felt like, oh, man, I, I really am behind the scenes. If you just had a show, right. like a taping, and you know, everybody, like, hit their mark and everybody said their line and it all worked yeah. they're like ah, you know they didn't interact I didn't get to see the screw ups I could have just watched this at home mm-hmm. uh, they want to see like the uh, the inner workings of it like cut 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 why are you stand there you gotta be over there and- are, we, right. are you
3: talking about we gonna hear about you producing some shit uh, Yeah, I, you're talking I, about some producing shit you produce some stuff now
0: yeah I got a, uh, started a podcast network that has now turned into like TV and hopefully a film I wrote a film with a buddy of mine, and we're looking like we're going to sell it. And uh, so All Things Comedy is going to produce it. And, uh, yeah, we started to do that.
3: I want to be in movies. I want to be in your film, dude.
2: Oh, I, I would definitely you
0: get a part something
3: of it. For me. You can imagine me doing some shit. Can oh. I just
2: tell you that, you know, I've been mixing up with Mike for a little bit, and he is on time, and he's oh, ready okay. to go, and he walks in singing, and, you know... Thank you. He's ready to go. What, he was agent
0: now? Listen, he's just in your blood. He's
3: seen it. He's fucking with
2: you.
3: can't shake it. He can't help it. He can't help it. Leave him alone. Listen,
0: you give him a back-end deal. You don't even have any skin in the game. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. And you're fucking negotiating for his fucking part, man.
2: That's you, hilarious. Listen, you appreciate the truth. I have to that have his back.
0: You know what,
2: Bill, to be honest with you, I was around, I was dude. pretty blown away. That's what it was. I couldn't believe it was happening. Comes in singing earlier than any, anybody Yeah, man. But listen, I think you guys should work something out. I don't want ten percent. But uh, the greatest thing
0: about show like say like stand up comedy is it's one of the like if you go to prison, it's hard to get a job, but like you can walk out of prison and and do an open mic within the first week and people will put you on. They won't give a shit dude they'd be like dude you should wear your fucking orange jumpsuit you killed somebody dude you should talk about that that'd be funny like they, <laughs> they wouldn't give a fuck it's I thought you that. were laughing you were fucking yawning over here no the
3: mushrooms are the fucking mushrooms. killing me man Those, I knew they're, 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 it wasn't just
0: weed I was yeah. just like there's no way I'm taking a hit off of that there's mushrooms, something going on here
3: mushrooms baby the shroom I'm shrooming <laughs> <laughs>
0: How fucked up this is He's shrooming And he's wearing pants Like he went riding a horse today Uh, Like side saddle Or some shit
3: Don't be like my wife My wife is like Dick patrol man Don't be like Checking out my Fucking tight pants And shit My wife's always Judging my tight Fucking clothes And shit Don't be like that I I told Mike He should come
2: train with me And he said He's gonna have to wear a jock Because he doesn't want To have to hit the pads And have a whole situation I digress (laughs)
3: <laughs> this might is, be my favorite podcast ever like my, my, wife is, my wife just don't like my tight clothes She said, why do you have to wear fucking tight clothes, Mike? She understood, I said, baby, this is me You married tight clothes Why do you <laughs> more more like wearing tight you clothes? You
0: married tight
3: clothes, absolutely
0: So you never got into the baggy shit when it came out in the
3: 90s? Fuck no, man I wanted to show my bows and you know, all that
1: shit <laughs>
0: You know what's hilarious? I thought once baggy pants came back, I thought and, and longer shorts. I never thought short shorts
2: or tight clothes would ever come back.
3: Oh, yeah, they never! Come, they I, absolutely have to. Mike come would back. wear tight
2: shorts even when he was boxing. Absolutely. I so mean, if you think about it, everyone else was, was going for the Jordans down to the knees. He I put no sexy, short sexy back to boxing,
3: dude. I put sexy back to boxing. Then I go on a with my Versace tights and shit, yeah. man. Bling We're tight Versace suit? I, feel I wear Versace till I die.
0: Wow. Now what is it about that that you like? Huh? Does it fit your junk better than it, no, uh, yeah, E. That, that too,
3: it was made for me. <laughs> it was made for me, yeah. yeah. He made it for me. He made it. His, it was about yeah. me, baby. I've dressed like this since the fifth grade. And that's beautiful. I have, I have no style whatsoever. That's beautiful and hopefully you saved a lot of money by doing this. You, you that is say the
0: most eloquent way anybody's ever shit on what I'm wearing. <laughs> oh, God! You are, you are saving a I, lot
3: of money.
2: <laughs> Wait, what do you do with all the money you don't spend on clothes, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, do you want it? because he is a master. He really I, is. I, know, I, hate to I be. know he is. So, he's just
0: trying to get the, you in the film. I know completely. what he's doing. Ah.
2: <laughs> he's still working it.
0: I know. I'm trying to get
3: in the film, too. I'm asking him about the film. I'm not, please may I be able to be in your film? And show my acting skills.
0: You don't have... Like, yeah. I, I never thought you would want to be. I gotta, I, I'm got i already thinking of three different things you can do with it. Yeah. Thank you. Thinking.
3: You didn't
2: think you were going to get married.
0: No, I didn't. I When I was growing up, being married did not look fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody in my neighborhood looked happy. Everybody was just... It was... A, it was uh, you know... I, I don't... It, it was... This is like pre-self-help. People just... You, whatever happened... You shook it off, you buried it, and you just fucking, you know, and they just school, they just kind of funneled you down something. I think a lot of people that I grew up, unfortunately, weren't doing what they wanted to do with their lives. Um, they did
3: what they're supposed to do
0: with. Yes, is what they did, is what they did. And then the reality of that hits, and you got, you know, people back then where everybody had five, don't six don't, kids. You yeah, can't, but you look can't look pull the ripcord.
3: I rip not down those guys' bred great, some of those guys' kids were, ran this country. Those people back then starting, to have all those kids. Some of those kids wound up being leaders of this country. So I mean, no, I wasn't bus- shitting on their kids. Oh, yeah. I was
2: just saying that it's tough to change uh, a job. Look what changed that? your mind that you could pull the trigger?
3: To do what? To get married. Mm. He had no power over that.
0: Huh. What did do that? <laughs> um, I don't remember, but I can tell you this. It seemed like a mountain that I had to climb up and it was like so many of the demons that you have because you get them when you're a kid they, they look like mountains and then you realize you, all you had to do was step up on the curb that's all it was and I, I gave her the ring she broke down and cried I never felt better and I was just like I should have done this forever ago right and um, the fear of it oh was- I'll tell you I, I got a Chaz Terry story for you for so it. it's the day I'm going to get married and like most guys I'm freaking out like what in the fuck am I doing what am I about to do with my life? And so I was getting fucking nervous, getting cold feet. So I'm with my brother. He's my best man. I go, hey, can, let's go down to the bar. I just need to have a drink before, you know, I do this shit. And he goes, cool. So we go downstairs, mm-hmm. and I'm at the hotel bar. And I got, like, a Budweiser because I do not want to be fucked up <laughs> at my own wedding. So I had a Budweiser, and I'm sitting there. And I look. Over, it was the middle of the day, and I look over and I see Chaz Palminteri standing there with like four other people. And I immediately thought a Bronx Tale. Now you can't leave <laughs> when they close that thing and they get the shit kicked out of them. And then I got in my head going. Oh my god, that's a fucking sign. I need to get out of here. I'm
3: like, I'm, kinda, I kind of go by sign.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah.
3: A
0: Why? <laughs> and I wasn't in New York where he was from. I was in Boston. Why is he here? Oh, Why I'm a is he weirdo in this like box? when I'm going like that, to get married? Dude. What is he doing I, here, right? Yeah, yes. I'm the fucking thing. Why motherfucker the like fuck? That. I always wanted to meet that guy. Why am I meeting him right now? He's trying to tell me something. And I had to get that out of my head. Thank God I did because my wedding... I was be saying this means I'm
3: going to die. This means I'm going to die. I'm seeing him before I go. What yeah. was the, when, was
0: the, when was the last time you remember? You went somewhere or what? you saw either something or you saw a person... And then you were like, this, this is a higher power trying to help me out. It's saying, Mike, no. don't do this, or you're, no. you're doing the wrong thing.
3: This is just that I thought about this person, and this person's somewhere else, and I'm in this other city or this country, now this guy's right here. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know? Yeah, that's weird. What the fuck is he doing here? You know, no one can answer those questions. I think this is what I think. I had that last night when you FaceTimed me. Yeah, you serious?
0: I was sitting there. I thought I was watching, because I've watched so many videos on you and interviews. I forgot I was talking to you for half a second. I'm like, wait, he's talking to me right now. (laughs) You know,
3: sometimes I think. (laughs) I don't eat mushrooms. Whatever happens (laughs) you think about somebody and say, I'm going to call this guy, and all of a sudden he may pull up on you in the car, or he may call you while you Mm. think about him. He says, well, I was just thinking about you. And I think that's something that we have that we don't know enough, that we can't operate that can't we, tap into it. Yeah, that we'd be able to do it constant con- instantaneously all the time. If you Without, had that power, who would you make walk through the door right now? Excuse me?
0: If you had the power to do that. Like if you if you had control of it. Wait this second. And you and you were like, Who do you want to walk through the door right now? My kids. Dude, that's the fucking nicest answer ever.
3: Oh my yeah. kids hang out. I wouldn't see this nigga and shit. And talk to your guy and meant you to make jokes on him and stuff.
2: I would have picked Lee Majors personally. <laughs> <laughs> You were saying that your fear is always worse than what it is. Mm. Your fear is always worse than what it is. All of our fears your, are Your fear of, of getting hit. I
0: have a question.
3: We Did you find the questions. coat
2: first or the boots?
3: Oh, uh, you're a cool dresser, <sighs> motherfucker. Oh, excuse me. I know like I can say that. I'm going to start see conducting myself Mike with some kind of distinguish you were,
2: here. You're going down a different path, and I have no idea.
0: It, he looks yeah. beautiful. He He's does. beautiful. I mean, to to have that type of color coordination on a podcast is incredible. <laughs> I mean, I thought See, I was crushing it with the black and gray. You, you are. And by with, the way, with the gray you're being hair?
2: self-deprecating, but you put it together I well. did put it together. Don't this came like right out of the dry, dry cleaner. So hey, I hey, can show hey, you all my COVID
0: hey, it? <laughs> <listen.
3: laughs> I should have worn the jacket like you. Hey, listen, <laughs> you got to cover up. Forget you forget it. Cover up during That the reminds COVID. me of
0: Bonanza. I love no the No way. It was the
3: Bonanza.
0: Bonanza was the shit. got us in the tight
3: pants. We're fashion plates, man. Look at that. Those yeah. pants
0: look like it went with that outfit, and you said, "You know what? I like those." And you guys broke it up. It's perfect.
2: All Mike's right. got some. He's got a hat going on as well. He's got, you know.
0: Player. Yeah, you got, yeah, you are. Player, player. Now, do they send you your, at your level? Do they send you like a rack of clothes and just go, Mike? If if you could fit this into your schedule, because if you wear these shoes or this shirt, we're gonna, you know, they're gonna sell a bunch.
3: Well, I don't know. Some of them, the clothes are just not cool enough. I have to ask them, this is what I want. Because some people, like, they offer their clothes, they just, I'm not going to wear it.
0: All right. Isn't that weird, though? You can't like, afford shit, right? Coming up, you're broke, and then when you finally make it and you can pay for shit, people just want to give you stuff.
3: Then I realize that's entrepreneurship. Nobody's giving know. me anything. You know what I mean? That's I, true. Mushrooms.
2: Yeah. See? Another you see, reason why. You see, you see all the angles. In. I didn't. sit
0: here with my sober mind.
2: What's the best part
3: about mushrooms, Mike,
2: huh? for you? The best part, the best feeling uh, on um, mushrooms? Not being badgered with questions as you enjoy
0: the
3: hive? No, it just doesn't. <laughs> well, just
2: kind of the nature of the beast here, Bill. Fuck yeah,
1: with it's, you. It's you know, <laughs> <a>
3: certain, <laughs> <a> certain elements, <laughs> what you mean? Sometimes it just doesn't judge you. You don't have to worry about being judged.
0: But you can get bad mushrooms. You ever get mushrooms? You're just like, ah, this didn't take me where I wanted to be? 100%, yeah. So, what's the name of this strain of uh, mushrooms? Peanut envy. No, the mushrooms. Peanut it's called envy penis.
3: mushrooms. Peanut envy mushrooms.
0: I hear you. I was just <laughs> waiting for the joke. You serious? That's what they <laughs> call it? Absolutely. All right. I owe you an apology. I thought it was a joke. Hey, I'm Bill Burr for Penis Envy Mushrooms. It did get you envy know, with
3: these shrooms.
0: When you want to get down to your kid's level or maybe talk to God, this shit tastes like
2: foam. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Not like that like dirt pork. shit
2: of uh, vagina envy.
3: Yeah, that's disgusting.
2: Growing up, Bill's reference for mushrooms is, when we were growing up, it's, they were dirty, they lasted forever, and they were intimidating.
3: They're sanitary now, baby.
2: It is kind of cool that shit,
0: is once it becomes legal, then it gets way cleaner. They fine-tune it. Yeah, like weed stores. They, what do you
3: like doing, Bill, though, right? I mean, you're not the Humpty Dumpty guy, the, 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 <laughs> the fucking buddy downer Why'd you say Humpty Dumpty because
0: of my head? No, I'm saying, I you see look, what you're saying. No, nah, you're not the <laughs> guy that <you> don't fucking <laughs> I see do what you shit. just did there. Nah, you snuck right? one in. He snuck one in after the bell. I saw yeah, that. that guy
3: ain't worth shit, man. Listen, right. what do you do, man? You have to have the things under control. you too I, late back.
0: What do be? I do now? I yeah. kind of got rid of everything. Once I had my kids ki- I, have? I, I, I got two, and
3: I quit. How old are they?
0: Oh, young. I started you, late. Uh, They're driving you crazy, huh? No, I love them. How old are they? I love them. Uh, one's going to be four, and the other's <laughs> seven months.
3: Listen, can I tell you something, brother? What? My advice, enjoy it.
0: No, I am. Enjoyed. I am because but, that's why I kind of love, love the pandemic because I'm not on the road Enjoyed and I don't have it. a lot of shit going on. I'm enjoying girl, the hell out the boys. of it. I had a girl first uh, and then the boy, which is great. If you have uh, the girl first, because they are way more receptive to having a yeah, sibling. But listen, man. Um, where a boy kind of looks at a baby like listen, it's, they don't give a shit.
3: When they get like 12 and 13, whoa. Then they're dead so now you got another person in the house
0: I know I know I know
3: girls are a trip they take over stuff
0: well that already happened yeah you just have it that. already happened she's uh i'm definitely the good cop in the relationship, but I think that that happens with um i think girls obviously they you, the the kids get away with. Murder with the opposite sex. So my son's gonna get away with murder with my mom. My mom. Well My wife. The fuck was that? Uh oh. My daughter will get away with murder with me. Basically.
3: And yeah, then I have to play that, you too. Know to play
0: well, that's you. the. Th- I think because my wife is sitting there going like, you know, she's that's a fake cry. Like she she knows the things. So now now that's making me look at but my sub, wife like.
3: But subconsciously, why do you know all these tricks? Hey, but there? subconsciously, hey, you picking on my baby? You know what I mean? That's happening my day. What are you making a cry? Well, it's not that important. Yeah, no, cry. I feel that because I hair. like when
0: she'll discipline her. You know, we don't spank her or anything like that, but it just goes like she'll just be like, "Hey, you got to stop doing that or whatever." There is a twinge of me going like.
3: Yeah, I'm the same. Wow. Yeah. I'm the don't. Same way. Yeah. I'm the same with my daughter, don't talk to her like that. Yeah. She can do nothing wrong.
2: <laughs> and it's so interesting, Mike, because we were talking before about <clears throat> the fact that you can get love from all these strangers and you can be celebrated, and then you're looking for it from your own kids and it doesn't necessarily come that way. You it's know, not that easy. that's
3: the real deal, right? Our kids, right, and just when they get that age, they see the bullshit in us. That our fans our people that, they don't see that bullshit that kids see when we're not us you oh know, when god, we're not putting so, on that's so
1: true
3: I see that bullshit to, so it's hard for them to, so they look at you now so it's hard for them to, to fucking like be jumping on your junk when they see these flaws going on yeah
0: my daughter gave me that look at about 18 months yeah my heart dropped I was <laughs> like oh my god she already figured me out
3: that's a hell of a feeling huh? it is and you think, it's humbling. You think it's, she she was smarter looking... Than me. I'm saying these people are smarter than me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I These kids are smarter than me. I'm thinking they're aliens. Mm. How do you know all this stuff?
2: They also have access to a lot more information.
0: Yeah,
3: right? maybe, no,
2: but they know
0: maybe it's way more. just
3: another breed of, a breed of human being. They're a different breed of human beings. No, so you think
0: because they, they can't walk and they can't talk that, they, that the brain's working. And they are just processing shit. They just don't have the ability to sit there and be like, Wow, what you just did was really fucked up. They just yeah. sort of look at you. <laughs> just like yeah. you just gotta look at your baby and just be like, Ooh, I know. I know. Kids, I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm working on But the thing that I I am uh, I am happy about is that I apologize, I admit that I'm wrong, and I talk shit out. Um with my kid, my my son's not old enough yet. So, I am my my best thing that I like. is My daughter is not afraid of me at all, at all. Which is, uh, she respects me, but she's not afraid. So, at least I got that going for me. I
3: always tell my kid, you know, your grandmother would have did to you if you said that to me, to her that you said to me. Your grandmother would beat your ass. She said, well, my grandmother's not here. My kids get away with it. They say yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, I love them. They're spoiled.
2: That's what you're supposed to. I mean, to a certain degree,
0: you're supposed to They can to do bat
3: that. me everything I talk, but that's not good. That's not right. That's not right.
2: I got nieces and they bust my balls and they yeah. just they crush me. Oh. They, it's it's pathetic. I took them over to uh, Jamie Foxx at a Christmas party and I brought Pearl over because I'm trying to impress them because I need a win. I need a win from these girls. She have brought me. I would have been impressed. No. You, you, I would have. <laughs> really? I would have. Let's go. Hey, let's go. Because my Pearl <laughs> took one look at me. We're walking in, and she literally looks at me, and she goes, is Jamie going to be awkward the way you are? Oh, God. Yeah, we, they, they walk in, and <laughs> these, these little girls, are. they feel like they're What too, do you say to
3: that? Yeah, there, there's no comeback. My daughter saw Venus, and that just really blew her mind. She trained with Venus a little bit, and that just yeah. really took it to her, and she just blew. She can't believe it. My daughter said to me the other day, I go, she goes
0: she just goes like Dad, can I have this or whatever? I go, I go, how come you never say please? And she goes, Well, because I'm smart and I know a lot about music. I don't even know what the fuck that means. I was just like (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) What did you ask me for? What's the name of this podcast? Okay. They might you might you should have like a little mushroom in there too. Neon mushroom.
3: Yes, I should. I really should. You're absolutely
2: right. Instead of like a four-leaf
3: clover, you have a mushroom there. Why not, man? I think that's cool. Yeah,
2: man. What about peyote? Did you ever do
0: that? I'm not a peyote guy. That means you, did you try it?
3: No. no I'm a toad guy. See the toad right there? I like to smoke the toad puff.
0: You never tried peyote? No. Is no. How, what is it about that you would say I'm not a peyote guy if you didn't try it? Because that seems like, like for, like for someone like me who never tripped or anything, for someone to say here's some peyote, that's a huge leap for me. And I, really? but I feel like if you, you already tried mushrooms, right?
3: I did so much <coughs> other stuff that peyote is just small, small fries to me.
0: Hey, what's Japan like?
3: What do you, what do you say? It's like a assembly line, an assembly line, yeah.
0: And does Tokyo? Now, whenever I see pictures, it looks like a giant Times Square. I don't mean that in a bad way, but it just it looks yeah, the ridiculously like, everybody's vivid. To them. Everybody's doing
3: what they have to do. nobody telling, talking shit. I ain't, I ain't, no, it's none
0: of that. So what it uh, coming from America women,
3: women don't have no really good rights. A lot of women are in jail there for passions of crimes of passion, killing their husbands or something.
0: Mm. That's a thing over there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you've nuts. got an interesting. You know the scariest place I ever went? What's that? Uh, Singapore. Yeah, because yeah. that was where you know it
3: came that young kid. right? Yeah, and
0: uh, this is how I grew up too. My mother was just like, "Well, they should. Those were the laws. That's what. That's what they should do." Um, I just remember going through security and just thinking, like, I, "I don't have any weed. I got. I got nothing. Right? I don't have any weed. And i was telling my wife, you don't have any weed." Nothing, and like, you know, you hear this shit like if you spit gum on the street, like you go to jail forever, which isn't yeah, true. you that, can get in trouble. Yeah, but you can get in trouble, but it's not like they, no, they not execute there. you or anything, but um, that was a scary. Plus, I, I watched uh, a video one time of somebody getting caned. It is no
3: fucking... Ooh, like it's of flesh. Yeah, it's of flesh. The dude took like
0: three and was fine, and on the one he <laughs> fucking collapsed, sort of, Ooh. and they're kind of like holding, he had to take seven. Yeah not a good thing to watch before you go to Singapore. No. That's not good for tourist No, no attractions. Can I borrow your lighter, Mike? Please, Thank you,
2: pleasure, sir. Brother. Did you call your shot with the Mandalorian? Did they come to you? Did you? Are you? Were you,
3: you in Hindu? that movie?
0: To t- uh, TV series on uh, Disney. Disney. Disney.
3: I thought it was a movie.
0: Um, well, if you like Spaghetti Westerns, you ought to check that shit out. Because John spaghetti. Favreau, oh my God, he fucking—they're they, killing it. Rick Iwa they're just killing it over there. And um, I've always made I always made fun of Star Wars. Not because I really, really hated it. It's just I saw people excited about shit and being a comedian you, you just make fun of up, it. Man. Yeah, you just make fun
3: of it, right? You're so, the miserable fuck, aren't you? Uh I'm fuck up not, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as like uh, I
0: used to be. Now I kinda do it more fun. But when I was a younger comic, when I was really angry, I wasn't a miserable prick. But uh, So anyway I've, I've always made Joe Rogan ma- was
3: the angry um, Comic too At one time You would see Joe Rogan Stand up Yeah mm-hmm. He's pretty tough huh? Yeah
0: Yeah That guy uh, that's one, He's one of the best comedians I've ever seen Like his energy On stage Is uh, Unique There's nobody The first time I saw him Was at the Kowloon In Saugus It was a Chinese restaurant Like for some reason Chinese restaurants and stand-up comedy in Boston. They just always had a room in the back or a room upstairs. In this place, they had a room upstairs. And me, oh,
3: food there, huh? Yeah, and me and... I, like, uh, I think I would like the Chinese restaurants, but they have good food there,
0: huh? Yeah, and East Coast Chinese food, too, which is the shit. So um, I went with late, great Patrice O'Neill, and we went and watched him, and we're just fucking blown away. There was nobody... There was this weird thing with Boston comedy where... You had this Mount Rushmore people that created it and they didn't leave, um, didn't want to leave, you know, and they were making great money. So you had to leave and establish yourself and then come back and then you could headline. So he was the guy we were looking at. Like, how did he do that? Like, how is he still in his 20s headline in the Kowloon? Because mm. that it just you couldn't you couldn't get that. That gig did not exist for our generation. And he did it. So we're like, all right, let's go down and check this guy out. See if this guy's as good as people say he was. He was. That's when he was doing the. Uh, you ever see tigers fucking? His, that was his closing bit, and he sounded just like a tiger. And he acted this shit out. I just like the. I remember the sonic like assault of that bit in a great way. Was just like there was like. That bit alone was better than what my whole generation was doing collectively when we watched that. So I was just like, and that was one of those things when you saw a guy that good that it it couldn't not have an impression on you, that you had to be like.
3: So do you think that's your biggest influence?
0: That was, there's comics and there's certain sets, and he's Mm -hmm. both. Joe Rogan at the Kowloon Mm -hmm. in fucking, I mean, I'm talking like 94. Was before I moved to New York, me and Patrice went down and we watched him,
3: and we were just like, "What? He's not f-? with us no more." Yeah, yeah, yeah that's. I was at his one of the, one of the what we rose Charlie Sheen or something. That was the last roast that he had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
0: that'll never not be sad. That guy, yeah. If he was still alive, you wouldn't know who I was or a lot of other people because he was he was uh, he was so good. But that was what made it great because he was so good you'd never had a competitive thing with them. Mm-hmm. Like in order to compete with somebody, they have to be somewhere within my sight. And he was just over the horizon. And just so when he went on stage, I you just became, you stopped being a comedian. You just became like a fan of stand up, And that's what Rogan did when I saw him at the Kowloon. Like I stopped being like, okay, how do I get there? And he, okay, he moved to LA. I just, I just forgot all of that shit and just started enjoying the show and, um, yeah, I almost felt like I should have paid him
2: because <laughs> I, I was sitting there like an audience member. And people are that way with you when they see certain bits that you do, like your helicopter bit. They look at that and go, OK, you're hitting that from so many different angles, so many different perspectives. That's you really- know what's
0: funny? I flew with the guy that was the dude flying and he had seen me do the bit and he never brought it up. How really? Cool, how cool is that? I had to find out afterwards. I rented this helicopter I got a pilot's license So we were flying up to uh,
3: Crazy man
0: Flying up to uh, Dude I'm telling you Once you get up there I bet You will be so fucking scared Driving down the highway mm-hmm. The highway becomes way scarier Way scarier It's like nobody knows What the fuck they're doing It's like we're all flying in formation And nobody has any Don't f-
3: anything You tell me the same thing
0: yeah, it's like yeah when uh, you're up there, you should see the uh,
3: technology. You can't believe how beautiful it is up there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's insane. That's what I heard. I it's heard
0: insane. So um, yeah, I like go up there and I find shit I want to go do with my wife. <laughs>
3: I'm I find like a fucking beach. I don't want do to yeah. drive a it's a, great perspective. a plane. Yeah. So you you
0: you're, you're,
3: um, you're the kind of guy that likes um, do uh, one of the drilling uh, drilling
1: junkies, right?
0: No, you know, I, I ended up getting into helicopters was, was conspiracy theory. Mm. Tell me. So I was reading too much about the Federal Reserve because <laughs> you are doing too much because you can't fix it. Mm. So all you do is just meet other psychos.
3: No, psychic.
0: And psychos. Well, you can't tell me that you haven't met a conspiracy theorist. Well, you're excited because they're into it, too. And about a minute into the conversation, it's like, I got to get away from this fucking guy.
1: Well, well just, you don't
0: experience that. You're well, Mike Tyson. Just, I if you little look like me with that. no fights, yeah. I understand some <laughs> people, people will bend are your a ear a little more.
3: <laughs> in, in than they are in All
0: right, so here was Mike. Mike I was reading up on this shit and What were you I, reading up on? Just how the whole Federal Reserve came about, the Woodrow Wilson shit, his letter of regret. 1912. Yeah, and how they passed it when everybody had gone home. It's and just
3: they, like now, um, they they wanted to um, put taxes on the robber barons. That's when the taxes were created. That's what these federal guys, four twelve families, made the Federal Reserve, the the um the tax the robber barons like the Rockefellers and the Vanderbilts and all those kind. I thought
0: they, they were the robber barons and they took no, control of the money. No,
3: they're the robber barons. But who's gonna who's gonna put the robber barons in their perspective? So you need guys like um, Theodore Roosevelt to do that, to make these laws. So now, well, that's now what, taxes come in 1912. You but if that's what they were trying no to do,
0: taxes. then and if you told me that, then I would have never learned how to fly. Because I learned how to fly from reading that shit. Because I became convinced that the dollar was going to collapse, that 2008 mm-hmm. shit happened, and they were just like, hey, go fuck yourself, we're too big to fail. The dollar so, was never
3: going to collapse, it's just that we are going to get our share. We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna make up something that's called taxes and we're going to tax the robber band so their money won't get too powerful.
0: All right, well, my that's version of lie. it
3: was... No, that's just a fact. I, you can I, read that. That's why they did it. 1912, um, six families. Oh, that Devil's
0: Island shit. Yeah, I read all of that stuff. No, so then,
3: No, it wasn't no Devil's Island. It was just um, families. And they well, you got to send me the link control. to
0: read that because the one that I had had Devil's Island, which really made it more vivid that these guys met in a place called Devil's Island. <laughs> so then it just starts seeming true. It's why the Internet is really a bad. It can be a great thing. You can learn a language. You can do all this great shit. But if you just, you know, if you're a dummy like me and you get a fucking laptop like there's no telling. What you're gonna watch and, why, why and what you, and why, what you're gonna believe? Why do
3: you think the government will create taxes in 1912? Since 1912, they decided not to have no taxes. Why did they decide all of a sudden we should make taxes? I don't know, man. I
0: I, I don't know. I not I just whatever the fuck I read, it made me paranoid to live in LA, and I was like, I can't even get out of this place when it works. So up and out.
2: So you got on a helicopter? Yes, you did. Huh? You got on a helicopter.
0: Yeah, that was and that was it. And then and then I was starting to get away from conspiracy theory, and then I started flying helicopters, and I'm, I'm sort of a closet gearhead. Like, I don't know how to fix shit, but I've watched everybody fix everything. Mm-hmm. I watched this guy, Eric, the car guy. I watched him, like, fix, like, a fucking 95 Honda Accord, and I can't stop watching shit. Like, like, he figures out the electrical, you know, and I just, I don't know, I just watched the guy, and he just makes it look so simple. So I kind of got into that, and I had a really poor... Science background, so the physics of flying and all of that was this whole new world. What
3: is your world. biggest fear? The ocean. No, what do you fear more than anything? Not the ocean. We all. Now, why the did ocean. you just
0: say no? Like you know.
3: No, but we all fear the ocean. We all. That was like fuck. Now. Like you're in my head. How, how, you know how, what I'm, how, I'm thinking how, more how, than how, I do. How did the ocean
0: aggressive the therapy? <laughs> you just met me. You you I, you asked me, and I literally said it was the ocean. You're you like, wants to no. go deeper? No
3: pun intended. I'm a profiler. Uh, <laughs> I'm a profiler. You know? This is
2: from all he, those years. He, sizing a, it, no, this is
0: from all those years of having to size a guy up across the ring. Exactly. Yeah, like, not, I don't understand how no, you don't is, throw up before this. You know there's a guy is. just training to fucking knock your brain into the fifth fucking mm-hmm. row. And you know, while you're training, that that's what that guy's doing. How do you even go to bed? How are you not just lying there going, is he still doing more sit-ups? Do I need to do a few more of these? Like
3: No, but no. what's interesting? just did that I size him up. Within like... Before, like in 30 seconds, I have to size somebody up before we fight.
0: But you know, what my favorite stare down you had boy. was Peter McNeely. Absolutely. Peter that McNeely. fucking thing, your head wasn't moving, and he was yeah. sitting there going like this, and you just stand there going. Yo,
3: listen, I got to tell you one thing. Peter your McNeely,
0: eyes were just going side to side, and Peter we all knew McNeely, the fight was over, anyways. One
3: of the greatest guys in the world, personally. Right. You know, so I'm in, uh, after biting the Vandal Hill, they sent me to um, Harvard. Medical Center, psych ward pretty much, you know. So I had to go there for a while. Mm-hmm. And um,
0: so what you sit there going like, I'm not, I'm not
3: crazy. The fucking I'm doing dude, this I'm doing this was shit. Head me, but, I, but that, that that don't mean shit, man. I gotta go to, talk to these people with these white jackets. Wait, man, did they right? give you the
0: Jack Nicholson Jack- knitted hat from one floor That's of the a- cuckoo's nest? And you're like, come on, put the game on.
3: <laughs> they got like me the in, ones, the out- in the The one the guy in right. there. They got right. me in there with people fucking chickens and shit. Yeah, so um, I'm fuck. in there. But all of a sudden, in my room, knock, knock, know who it is, Peter McNeil. Yo, Mike, let's go out, baby. This is beautiful, baby. Let's go out. I got some bitches right now. I said, Pete, I can't. I gotta take this test. I said, Nah, fuck that, Mike. I got these bitches. Let's go out.
0: That's amazing. And
3: man, it was just, I wanted to go out with him so bad. Yeah. He just looked like, ah, oh, he just looked at the That's so cool
0: that you guys, at one moment, are trying to kill each other, mm-hmm. and then the second it's over, like, you guys can just hang it's out.
3: This is just time to make some money for our families, man. We don't mm-hmm. have no... Hard, most fighters are really friends, and we respect each other. We just put on this show.
2: Yeah, but that moment that he's talking about, that wasn't a show. I mean, you were locked in. Oh, yeah, we're fighting. You're, you were locked in. But after and you couldn't
0: wait to get love. after him. Yeah, but after his over, i my my favorite stare terrifying. down.
3: I know he. You want to another a, another guy? I way know he had been to a bunch of rehabs, Peter. Peter had to go to a bunch of rehabs, man. He's a beautiful person. He just like the party.
0: Another guy I thought he had a great stare was uh, Tommy Hearns.
3: Tommy Hearns was pretty tough, wasn't he? Yeah, you know and he thing? had
0: that weird thing where he was like almost six feet tall, but he, he was. Could, but <laughs> he could make weight at like one fifty five. Um, he was great. That right? middleweight division. Um, like, in the 70s, it was the heavyweight division. I don't know much about boxing, but, like, the middleweight division Doesn't when it mean, was no Duran, Sugar Ray, yeah. Marvin Hagler, my favorite, you know, because yeah. he was a Brockton, Massachusetts guy. He Under, he's mean. underrated, Hagler,
2: yeah. I feel oh, like. yeah.
0: oh, man, it still kills me. That, that so I, I thought he, he won no that football. Sugar Ray fight, man. When he was sitting there going, like, this is why I don't fight in Vegas or something, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I just was like, ah. Oh. But, um, but I also loved uh, Sugar Ray. I loved all this guy. Roberto Duran, I loved that whole division and, uh, yeah, boxing was.
3: All those guys for Hagler when Hagler was at the end of his career. No one of right. those guys ever him in his prime. I do
0: love that he, when he said after that fight, fuck it, I'm not coming yeah. back. And He's coming back. It was like Barry Sanders. Yeah, he, you could he easily to, go out. He and, went to and and
3: Italy. He was hanging out in Italy. I saw him in Italy a couple of times. That's where he
2: lives, apparently, Hagler. Yeah, he
3: came to see me fight in England. Once I was fighting in England, he came to visit me.
2: When you fought Frank Bruno? or I don't know who would I yeah. fought
3: in England. The English well, champion? Did Frank Bruno in England? Anyway. Somebody who, not Frank, I yeah. him over here.
2: How often do you run oh. into guys you, you fought? And I don't mean the famous
0: guys. I just
3: ran into Frank Bruno. We did some kind of commercial Sweet or something not. together. Periodically, that much. So, Mike, That's you want wild. to do another one-man show? Absolutely, I die.
2: So, you got a guy who's one of the best writers in the game. The fucking agent here. He's putting together another package uh-huh. I'm just... I was trying to, and if you don't want to go into it, that's fine, but I was... Are you fucking kidding me? I'd do that in a second. Oh, okay. If you he, came with me with, like, some stories and shit, I, I've i seen your one-man show.
0: I wouldn't need to...
2: I
3: would just wife, be like, I would expand my,
0: on this, expand on that, but, like, his
3: stories are fucking my, my ridiculous. My wife producer. My wife does all my lines and shit. I, I know, but... She directs, she's the only one that could direct me. All right, I'm not going to ruin really this personal life. Over this. I'm this. i to directed you know, I'm a really asshole when it comes no, to that. No, but
2: the the great thing about Bill's journey is he he could probably unlock yeah. different ways and different perspectives to look at your stories. Don't oversell it now. Don't oversell it. No,
3: he's good, baby. He's good. He's good. You he said what? you were
0: going to unlock some shit. You didn't unlock anything, and I get fucking yelled
1: at.
3: <laughs> what do you do, Bill? What's your life like? like? Besides the kids, you have friends, you go out and you just stay in clubs I did. all the time? I did. I did
1: before.
0: Before this bully, before this shit happened, yeah, yeah you my to hang my, up, my right? yes, I have um, yeah, I have a tight circle of friends that I would do anything for, and they do anything for me, and we've had some of the best times ever doing st- not even like just doing the shows; it was like the hangs afterwards, you know, hanging out and talking, and we would just always uh, we were drinkers, so we would just get like a tour bus and we'd do the show and then we would just, you know, we'd go to the Italian section in in like Pittsburgh, get a bunch of Italian food and we'd watch like a gangster movie or, you know, if we just felt like getting fucked up, we'd watch like Anchorman. We did like really just stupid clubhouse (laughs) shit and I got to tell you, I'm glad that that's the way I did the fucking road, you know? That was the way to do it with all this bullshit there now.
3: I remember when I was a young kid, we was always boxing in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Holyoke,
0: Massachusetts. Hmm. I don't even know where that is. I just remember always hearing that growing up. I'm sure Dick Doherty had a club out there at one point. Shout out to Dick Doherty. Dick Doherty. (laughs) Dick Doherty. Dick Doherty. Dick Doherty. Doherty, King of Boston comedy.
3: You're a very interesting guy, dude.
0: Am I or is that the mushrooms? What do you think? It's got to be 50-50. The
3: mushrooms (laughs) didn't seep in yet. Oh, they did. Nah.
0: It's got to be getting close. You took that last uh, nah, not had a cauliflower now. level of mushrooms that he took.
3: What are you talking about? No, just it was just
0: hilarious uh, because you're on a different wavelength whether right You should do it. Yeah. It'd be, be very but stimulating.
2: The, the thing about <laughs> mushrooms is because it's not man-made. It takes whatever you're feeling and it explores and heightens it, as opposed to. So you've done mushrooms? Yeah, yeah. I like the way you said. So, yeah, I want to hear the story. You <laughs> went. Yeah, yeah. No, I I used, I used.
0: You got more relaxed when I said that. Yeah,
2: yeah. You felt it.
0: This is an infomercial for mushrooms, and you know what? I'm buying. <laughs> I am no fucking the, buying. Bro,
2: we got no skin in this game. I know. Right? That's
0: why it is, because you guys are not making any money off of it, and you're selling it like you do. So it, it's... Um...
2: Well, you said, you said to him, you know, when he said you're an interesting dude, he meant it, because really? it's not like he's doing blow and he's talking shit and he's a slave to this man made drug he's it's just it just gets into whatever truth you have and it just kind of heightens it dude you
0: on blow would be the greatest fucking thing ever <laughs> uh, listen uh, right. listen this guy... Ever uh, listen, right. your teeth and shit your I saw him on I know I, <laughs> blow. I saw him
3: act like it in a movie oh this shit would be crazy oh, oh shit this i never shit fucked be... with
0: that you know what's weird like how just certain drugs like the stigma like cocaine was always dirty it was always in the back room and everybody had to be doing like you know you can take mushrooms in front of you want something it's social Mm -hmm. it's cool cocaine was always that
3: no cocaine was never dirty i came in the world with a very sociable cocaine everybody had cocaine in the room and everybody thought their cocaine better than everybody else's cocaine
0: oh that's well by the time it came around to me that's not the way it was and I remember, uh, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Ninety six, you know. baby. Ninety six. It was that was like fifteen years after the big lie.
3: Ninety six, dude. Cocaine,
0: the big lie. You don't remember that
3: in the eighties? 80s? Eighties, the 80s, I wasn't a cocaine guy. That's when I was oh. a kid. You know, I'm talking about as I got successful and I had the cocaine. It was massive, and we were enjoying it. Yeah.
2: I mean, Mike, Mike, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying this. I'm quoting you. You're one of the only guys. Who could do cocaine and actually gain weight?
3: It's very rare. Absolutely. I must have had bad cocaine.
0: Oh, you would get the munchies? That's not good cocaine? I
3: I don't know what it was, but I got really large. I was the fat (laughs) cocaine. That's
2: rare. That's like a unicorn, a fat cocaine. Everybody said, man, what
3: the fuck happened to you? You sure you're not doing more than coke shit? I said, fuck. I'm the only fat All right, so if I was head. helping you... <laughs> if I
0: was helping him with this one-man show, I, yeah. you got to build that out. Correct. The fat what I'm talking head. about.
3: Oh, no, it's you gotta in, the, do, in the show. I got do, to the do to. the
0: this thing and then do the fat coke head No, and then... no, no, listen <laughs> the that, fat coke head. I'm seeing the show, I showed Mike
3: a picture. I showed a picture of the fat coke head. Oh, well you see that, that's, that's really We've funny. seen the pictures, Mike Yes, but we I do that in my show, I show them the pictures of, Oh, yeah, that's right They got pictures on the show, so I showed the pictures of the fat crackhead. One of
2: the predominant feelings on mushrooms is just straight up joy and laughter, correct?
3: I'm um, just um, feeling comfortable with you first Okay. You know, it gives you comfortability. Yeah. And what does yeah.
0: that say about you that he had to eat that much mushrooms to get fucking comfortable with you? There's a nervousness to you. I feel it. No, no.
3: I've been you doing, can ask Mike. It's, it's, so,
0: it's, it's, it's traveling through the couch and it's getting into me. No, that's it,
3: bullshit, man. Ask Mike. I I He'll give it to you <laughs> straight. You, Mike, <laughs> do I make you? <laughs> I he, make he, he you too. make him nervous. <laughs> huh? No,
0: I didn't get nervous. Nothing makes him fucking nervous. you talking about.
3: take examine our brother.
2: Yeah. wants to examine you.
3: You know, did you ever have to go? Did you ever have to go to um, AA? You, you, well, um, I, when I, I got
0: arrested for drinking and driving, yeah, I, A- I, A- I had to go to. Uh, I had to go to two AA meetings, and uh, and I immediately realized I wasn't an alcoholic because oh, you you went there and I was just like, all right, I guess this is where my life is. I guess I'm like these people, and then the people started telling these fucking stories. I was like. It's like, all right, I drink these fucking people. These fucking people drink because I was listening to the stories. I just was with every low point. I was just going, and then you quit, and then you came here and ate donuts, and it was like, no, I kept going. It was every everything ended the same way. And the next day, you know, I couldn't find my teeth, and but you know, I was I was you know wearing pajama bottoms, and I know I got there, but uh, you know, nine a.m. I was standing right outside the liquor store, standing right outside the liquor store, just trying to get the fucking. I'm just. So then they go to me, do you want to share? It's like, dude, I can't fucking follow this.
2: No way. Can't it. Yeah, I, I, with yeah. gives you a little perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
0: just yeah, I, Well, I also got busted so young. I was like 21 when you I did got
3: you have to do shit, huh?
0: I didn't get yeah. So my drinking got out of control when I got money. And then that can Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's the clip. That's the clip when you fucking yeah. advertise yeah. This podcast, <laughs> that is the clip. That's it. That was fucking perfect. Yep. <laughs> that can happen. That can. There was so much behind that. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, that was uh-huh. like another three one man shows, dude. That's the name of your one man show. That can happen. That, <laughs> that can, happen. can happen. And then you just fucking launch into it. Yes. You talk about being a fat cokehead. I'm seeing a <laughs> that Tony can Award. Happen, right? You got to get in on this, <laughs> that man. This that is can your happen.
3: idea. <laughs> They don't believe no fat cocaine that that can Absolutely. happen. <laughs> wow, oh, this is fucking tremendous. That, that can happen. How you doing, Joey, man? You know how happen, grumpy right? I was driving okay, all the way down here. Happen. This is the greatest that's the
0: decision way, I've made.
2: That's the way life is, hey, dude. Wish we knew what life listen, is dude,
0: like. that can happen is now in my fucking that can vernacular. <laughs> That can happen. It just covers
3: it covers so much ground You see me homeless with the beautiful woman, that can, <laughs> that, can <happen. laughs> that can happen. That can happen. That can happen. That, that can, can happen. Mike, you
0: have a great podcast. Oh no, but this is, this is, is a great on, fucking podcast. Cuban cigars and that can happen. I mean what so the f- that that my day happen. is complete.
2: Yeah, think about Mike is he'll look at you every once in a while and he'll just cut right through it. Yeah, I noticed yeah. that within the what first 30 doing? seconds.
3: <laughs> I'm
2: just waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. I know This
3: is fucking beautiful shit. You're a beautiful brother. You're talking about you're a conspiracy motherfucker. You think the same shit I think. Yeah. How do you think we got here?
0: I don't know, but if I was on Mushrooms, I would think that fight actually happened. Elvis Presley versus Muhammad Ali. <laughs>
3: That's beautiful, right? Elvis gave him that rope. Elvis was a beautiful person in real life. You know? He wasn't the person people thought he was Did you ever meet Elvis, Mike? No, I, he died in like 77 right, 77, August August, August of 77 That's right You know, that's me I know when you somebody. How the fuck I care about The old fucker dying 77 But we know it's just in our head We know he died That, that was, was a that big was, deal was I a was big 11 years old then. I remember that Yeah, I was nine but you remember that, huh? They yeah, I remember been...
0: they played him on the radio. Yeah. My parents were dancing to like day. his music in the living room and shit. That was a big deal. A lot of caddies at that funeral, huh? Mm. Everybody loved him.
3: He was a generous dude, too. Bill Burr, comedian, baby. Made <laughs> headlines in October 2000 and 2000 after controversial monologue. You know, man, know 2000 shit, and 2000, nigga. Mike? That's 2020. Shit, listen, Those man. Brownsville schools, man. Phil, <laughs> tell man, but listen, <laughs> right? 2000
0: <laughs> and 2000. This fucking man. great 2020.
1: Yeah. 2020. Yeah. Be Bill, 20 and 20, Bill, if anything. So, Bill, it's a backlash Bill, after the SNL Bill, monologue. Cause Billy, speaking Billy
3: Boy, oh, Billy. Oh, Mikey. I did mushrooms, dude. You did. She you're was a beautiful funny. person. She was funny. View <laughs> was funny with mushrooms, dude.
2: <laughs> um, I, I had actually heard. So anyways, that was that's all bullshit. Well, that okay. is okay. They, but it they, was incredibly difficult to get that monologue because you had no live, real live audiences to kind of workshop the material. You're kind of so dog you,
3: sometimes. You're not friendly with people. You know that, right?
0: Yeah, oh. I'm aware of that. I'm, I'm more defensive, is what it is. No, but I, I don't like we were that.
3: Happy sh- to have you, man. Thank you for showing up, dude. Yeah.
0: If I knew it was gonna be like this, I would have been. I would have been here years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, I, I feel like I'm skipping school right now. This
1: is fucking amazing. <laughs> oh,
3: man, this is a beautiful day. Yeah, absolutely. I remember
0: I skipped school one time. The Celtics won a championship in 86, right? My parents, I asked them if I could go to the parade, and they were like, no, you can't. You got to go to school. And I was like, all right. So I just went anyway. And I didn't wear sunblock or anything, so my face, I looked like a fucking lobster. <laughs> and uh, and for some dumb reason, I, was, I mean, I was fucking shit-faced. I was driving this pickup truck, and I had, like, fucking 20 other drunk people in the back. And I went by this, after I dropped them off, I went back to the school to get, because I knew we had a test and I didn't have the book. So I went into my high school completely shit-faced and sunburned. So I'm walking down the hall in the middle of the fucking... Like, I'm supposed to be in a class. So you had to have a hall pass. So I'm walking down the fucking hall. And, of course, the, the vice principal who suspended everybody, Mr. Calnan comes walking down. And I am fucking shit-faced. And I was just like, just hold it together. Just act like you have a pass. Just act like you have a pass. And I walked by him. And I, and I, said, I said, what's up? Instead of saying, Mr. Calnan I said, what's up? And I was just like, and he just goes, how are you? And he just kept fucking walking. Because I was maybe thinking, like, this is an automatic two-week suspension. I'm already flunking all my classes. I'm going to get zeros and everything. My dad's going to make me even redder than I am. This guy. Makes he you he, up. He didn't. He didn't. It's one of the few times in my life I ever just played it cool, and it worked. I think because I said, what's up? It's like if you didn't have a hall pass, you wouldn't have said that, but it was the alcohol. And then that started my drinking. I was like, I like I me on booze. Mm. I say hello to people They don't ask for credentials When the last time you worked? Texas Excuse me? Texas Texas How long was that? When I I, d- I did a, I did a run of dates out there I mentioned it uh, About an hour ago
2: Before the uh, <coughs> Handfuls of mushrooms Time has no meaning for Mike At this no, point No, no
0: It doesn't no. exist Doesn't, doesn't exist. exist Are you a sci-fi
3: guy? No, no
0: You're not no, into it? No I'm not really into it either I'm not a sci-fi. Unless it's guy. like Blade I like Blade Runner.
3: Was that with Arnold Schwarzenegger?
0: No, that was with um, Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford
1: yeah.
3: Oh, that's the first one. Yeah, the first, first one. 70s, right?
0: Early 80s, but the Ryan Gosling one's the shit too.
3: I, I haven't been checking that shit out. Uh, no way. I've been I don't think you need to. That. man. You got penis envy. It's going to be Big better that,
0: that's going to be better than any movie you're going to watch. Is what yeah. I'm that's what I'm gathering from this.
3: Hey, listen movie. um I have to believe that you're correct. It's going to be some really movie shit going on in a few minutes. It's I don't know yeah, what that means, man. but okay. Yeah, man. It's all beautiful, baby. It's just beautiful. Life is all love. I'm
0: in. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in.
3: Tell us about your mother and your father. Where they come from, man? Who are you, man? Where you descend from? Where I'm did from your parents come from? Midwest. All of them, yeah. When did they move up to Boston, the
0: Vietnam War, really? Yeah, my dad was in the Navy and he got transferred. He thought he was going to Vietnam, but he was really good at what he did, so he worked at a head and neck team that worked on wounded vets from um, Vietnam, and he got stationed at a place that doesn't exist Do you anymore. you
3: Know about his family? No. You Never met him.
0: No, I met him, but he doesn't talk much about that. But uh, no yeah, but, that, no, but yeah, that's how it was back then. So. It was Chelsea Naval Hospital where uh, he got stationed. So that's what brought them from the Midwest to uh, Massachusetts, which was ridiculous how it worked out for me because then I ended up growing up in what I think is some of the funniest fucking people in the world. In Massachusetts, everybody is just... And just New England in general, right down all the way down to like New York and everything. I don't know what it is, but this just I think it was we're all jam-packed together and we didn't have the ability to have conversations like this, so everybody just reacted and it was just hilarious. So the Vietnam War brought my family tree to Massachusetts and then all of these guys, Lenny Clark, Tony V, um, all of these guys, Sweeney, Gavin and all these guys created this stand up scene. And um, through all of their hard work, I ended up just being at the right place. You know what I mean? It would be like yeah, I do. it would be like um, I would say, if you wanted to be a rapper and you were lucky enough to grow up in New York at one point when that was the place. Not I don't know shit about hip hop. I don't know. You know, it always seems like it's Atlanta and bounces around. But if you were there at the right time, um, and you just sort of get absorbed into that scene. Yeah, it was my life has really just been a series of
2: ridiculously lucky things happening, but you had to be prepared for those that luck, those moments.
3: I was told. I was told this. You know that. I mean, I don't know, dude. I don't know. You know this one. You know this one. The harder you work, the luckier you get. There you go. That's always always told from to my teachers. The harder you work, the luckier you get.
0: People did a lot of work to create the scene before I even knew, even wanted to do it. So, but yeah, I, I definitely think that.
3: But you, had, that but you had to be called to the scene, though. All this is—you don't think you navigated yourself here, do you? You don't, uh, you don't think? This, no, I fell into it. Uh, oh, you fell into it. Just you yeah, you, sort you, of. You, I you, sort of talked you, about. You fell into it. You fell into it. You—you you were smart enough to create this to fall into this.
0: I don't know what you're saying. I'm saying that, like, I, through dumb luck, because of a fucking war that ripped this country apart, a plus side was that my family moved to Massachusetts, and when I decided to become a comedian, I got to be in one of the greatest comedy scenes ever, the Boston comedy scene, and seeing these guys, Kevin Knox, rest his soul, and all these amazing guys. Excuse me. And then also what I loved about Boston was what they considered an okay set, I found in a lot of other s- scenes that that was considered killing. And I remember when I, when, I would, when I was bouncing around doing the road and guys would say I was killing, I was thinking like, that's not killing. Kevin Knox at Nick's Comedy Stop. That's f-. When that guy was on stage, it sounded like there was a jet landing.
3: When do you feel that you're killing? When did that come about? That I actually killed. That you you felt that you killed.
0: Like eight years in? Yeah. Eight years in, it took me eight years to not be moving around for no reason. Why
3: you never quit?
0: Well, that's that classic stand-up thing where they say if you're really going to be a comedian is the thought of quitting never enters your mind. Because that's what a normal person would do. If you go on stage in front of a bunch of people and eat your balls, it's the most, it's fucking humiliating. Well, you know,
3: that's I think about that in life. What's that? The thought of quitting is not even thought of.
0: Yeah. And you know something I don't like about commenters on boxing videos? I hate when there's a great fighter that for some reason, like, I think a lot of times when someone's a shit talking great fighter. Mm-hmm people don't like the person and they want them to fail because it, it does something to them that they're thinking like cuz secretly they want to be that confident and they exactly. want to be that guy so then we don't so then they wait till the end of the fucking fighter's career you know when they when they lose and you see him oh i love this this fucking asshole he's such a piece of shit i'm yeah. you know i could watch this fight all day and it's just like dude you're talking about yourself you're not talking about this person that had the balls to get in there, and dealing with the fact that every year you're a year older, and, and, and so much of that is,
3: is, you know, with sports is. Some people live their life like casually through people. Yeah. So sometimes we shouldn't take it personally how they feel. That's how they live their life. That's how their life is focused and stuff. You know, um, we have to be grateful. You have to be grateful, Jeremy, and myself, that we can make people that we can cause people to feel that way.
0: Yeah, I learned uh, probably about 10, 12 years ago, i just stopped giving a shit what people, if they came up and they didn't like me, and they would, you know, they come up to you and they just had to let you know. You know that person who just has to fucking let you know. They can't just be like, I didn't enjoy that, I'm not going to see him again. No, I need to go up to this guy. I'm going to be selling my fucking CDs and bullshit. At the end of the show, <laughs> these people would just come up to me, not buy anything. They just they stood in line to tell me how much they didn't fucking enjoy me. And... uh I always just, I, after a while, I just started seeing the humor in it. And I would just, I would either, I would agree with them. I'd go, I just would just start fucking with them. I do remember one time, there's a few times I have felt bad. I was, I was in Ireland. I did this show one time. And I was talking about that haircut your wife gets at a certain point where she's sick of dealing with her hair. And she gets she like that, get it that she gets get it that, that short haircut. And I go, and, and the next time you're banging a doggy style, you feel like you're fucking your friend Eric. So that was, the, <laughs> <laughs> that was the joke, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. I thought it was a harmless joke. So at the end of the show, I'm standing there, you know, glad and doing what I have to do. Because I, I love doing stand-up in Ireland. I'm trying to build a following. So doing the meet-and-greet and, you know, I'm signing shit or whatever. And I look up and there's this woman, this Irish chick, and she's got this short haircut. And she just looks at me she just goes right. was this the haircut you were talking about <laughs> and i didn't know what to say i was like no no yours look good. i i hate that i didn't say like that is exactly the fucking haircut i was talking about i just felt bad because i could tell i hurt her feelings because as much as i'm a dick i don't want people to feel that way i want you to laugh at yourself if I'm doing that, I would like you to... I mean, look at me. I'm, I am fucking got an orange beard and a bald head. I mean, you, you're going to let me get under your skin?
3: What made you feel that like you had to be a comedian?
0: Um, I just... It's how I connected with
3: people. I made people laugh. No, who did you see that oh. made you believe you had to be a comedian?
0: Oh, uh, Pryor. Really? Mm-hmm. I remember buying my first Pryor album. I had no idea who he was. He just looked funny. And
3: then I listened. <laughs> that was blew your mind when he. Uh, yeah,
0: and what I loved about him,
3: my family used to buy that shit. Yeah.
0: So what I loved about him was his bits were like movies, and he could do all the characters and like all of his classic bits. I have a vivid picture of what the person looks like, like the 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 crap game. Mm the girl with the big ass going kiss my ass motherfucker like I know what she looks like how she's dressed and all of that and what the club looked like ain't no goddamn Hank I know what the door guy looks like the way he did it and I've always loved any performer that can bring me into a world that I've never seen and and sort of make me uh, see it and it was why I liked Biggie Uh, when Patrice got that first Biggie Smalls album and I loved because I felt like I was watching a movie when I was listening to it. And um, so I think that, yeah. So getting back to it, that was why Pryor was sort of the guy. And then I bought the Eddie Murphy one, the one where he had the rose behind his ear. And I literally bought that because I was like, well, this is another black guy. That black guy was funny. He must be funny too. Like literally that's what I just thought and I just bought that one. And then then I think I got a George Carlin, that Toledo window box And I was like, who's this guy? And his style was completely different from those guys.
3: Where do you get the confidence, believe that you can do this?
0: Um, I'd be honest with you, it was just something I knew I could do. Everything else I had tried at that point, I I could could only be good at it. And I would always be watching other people, really just trying to do what they did. And comedy was the only thing that I, as much as I learned from people, I kind of knew that... In this weird way, I kind of knew, already knew what I was doing in a way. I knew that there was a...
3: When you bombed, I had um, not such successful night that you felt Oh, it was brutal. Balls. When
0: I still had a day job, and there would be like eight days between shows, and if on the last one you bombed, I mean, that fucking set would just be going in a loop in my head when I was at work. And uh, I remember one time, oh, God, I bombed so fucking bad was hosting a show, which is the worst. Because if, you, if you're just doing a spot, you bomb and it's over. But if you're hosting, you got to keep going back up and bomb. And they already have lost faith in you. It was like, oh, fuck this guy again, right? It was just <laughs> one of these shows where it just wasn't a good show. Nobody really got him. And I walked out into the parking lot. I was trying to run because I didn't want to hear anybody talking about the show. And I got out to the parking lot as quick as I could. And there was a couple. And they were talking about the show. And I knew I shouldn't have listened. And I just... <laughs> Heard the woman go, is it usually like that? And the guy's like, no, it's usually funny. They usually have good shows. And he goes, man, that redheaded kid sucked. (laughs) And I didn't have another show for like a week. And I'm at work. And I just had that playing on a loop. Man, that redheaded kid sucked. Man, that redheaded kid sucked. And I was fucking up at work. And I didn't tell anybody that I was doing stand-up because I didn't want them. I didn't let anybody I know, my closest friends, I didn't tell anybody that I was doing it.
2: Doesn't that inspire you to do For work like two Carter?
0: years, because I didn't want them. It was so much pressure to just do it in front of people I didn't know. I couldn't imagine somebody I know in the fucking crowd. And one time, somebody from work, I finally told him he came out to the show. Of course, they sat the fucking dude right in the front row, and I fucking ate it. And the whole weekend, I had to think about I'm going to see that guy on Monday, and what's he going to say? And when I saw him, I realized his weekend. That's my
3: yarn. That's mushroom. It's all
0: right. I'm boring. His his um his weekend was worse than mine because he had to sit there going, "What in the fuck am I going to say?" And he came walking. And I said, "Hey, sorry about that." He didn't even look at me. He goes, "Yeah, I mean, you just didn't seem like you were into it. You didn't seem like you wanted to be up there." <laughs> he just fucking walked by me, and it was weird for like three days. We'd be talking
2: about games and shit, and you could see it in our eyes. We were both thinking about how I bombed. Doesn't that inspire you to work harder and come back and crush to kind of end that endless loop? No, it made
0: me want to quit the job so I didn't have to keep fucking looking at the guy. Um, but
3: no, I, just, I,
0: I knew enough at that point that it was just like, man, he just came on the wrong night because there was enough good shit happening to keep you coming back. Yeah. So thank God. Yeah.
3: We, it's just, during this whole interview, you don't want to show no feeling. You don't want to show and say, fuck, I feel like i Bombed out. You control your feeling. You don't want to show anything, huh? What, do you want me to start breaking down crying that I bombed Fuck it? yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fuck, yeah. You missed the ice cold over there. I just
0: think we're on a different wavelength
3: right now. We're still no. vibing. But
0: you say, if I took those mushrooms right now, would I be, like, crying?
3: Possibly, yeah. You ever been challenged to a fight? Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. I walked away. Okay.
0: I I fought until junior high, and then everybody hit puberty, and I didn't, and then that's when I got funny because that's when, like, teeth started getting knocked out, and people got all bloody and shit, and it was just like, my thing with the bar fights, if you're the guy that goes down to the ground when all of that shit was going down, I was just like, no. I, I avoided that shit. I had other people that I hung out with that, did that shit and uh, I was you know I'll be honest with you I was envious of it
3: what's the difference between black and white girls um,
0: there is no difference until you walk down the street why is that because the people are racist if you walk down the street with a white girl they don't even see you you walk down the street with a black girl people see you white people act like they're cool with it um, black people are a little more uninhibited <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I remember
0: in New York they would just be like they would literally just start yelling at my, my girl, just going like, "Oh, come on, man, really?" she's fucking pointing at me like I wasn't even there. But other than that, when you're in the fucking house, it's the same fights. You don't take yeah. me anywhere. It's a woman, and you're a guy. Yeah. They're, they're really jealousy. Oh, fuck. It is, and I, yeah, and and, and and yeah, and I really learned like what the bullshit of racism, what it is, and how beautiful my kids are. My kids are fucking beautiful, and. And like, So I feel like I have the answer to all of this racist bullshit out there. And all you have to do is look at my kids and then look at the royal family who've all been fucking in the same pond Mm -hmm. of white people and how fucked up they all look. We're supposed to be all banging each other.
3: Yeah, but everybody's people are people. And we're all God's children. We all need to be looked at with compassion. All right,
0: well, I think you got a little mushroom tinge on that but <laughs> no mushrooms i mean the fact that you're looking Congress. at the royal family go well you know people are people and yeah <laughs> sometimes you got to oppress another country so you get all the gold that's what people do
3: well we do so, it in a small manner here
0: you think that you do the same shit as the royal family i don't even know what the fuck they do i just know no, that you seem like that. you
3: know you know what they do Tell what that's part know.
0: of my shit i act like
1: i know what i'm talking about and they, then there's one
0: follow-up uh, question, and it all falls to the ground. I don't know anything about him. I was trying to make a joke, and then you got all philosophical,
3: and I didn't know what to do with it. I just think life is like, the, even to the, um, to the smallest family, our life is like um, the royal family. Everybody has the court, their friends, everybody has the established power in that friendship. That's just how the world functions. You know? It's, right. it's some, some kind of law. Some kind of order, I mean, subconscious order. Like right now, this, subconscious order. Do you think a white woman would have
0: made that redheaded prince leave the royal family? Excuse me? Do you think if that redheaded dude got with a white girl, is he still in the royal family?
3: He would have did whatever he believed was right. Whatever his body told him love was, he would have been in the situation he is now with this black girl. This is not the first time the black blood's been in their family. You know these guys conquered the conquered the world. They had they have every bloodline in their in their in their family tree. You think you think this girl right here? You think she's the first black bloodline? There's been black queens in the royal family in England. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, you need to know that. I told you I didn't know anything about it. I was making a joke.
2: Yeah. And she also claims that the intensity. Uh, of the press, she hadn't anticipated. That was a variable within it all, which I don't know how you wouldn't know going into the royal so family. Can I be honest
0: with you? I don't know shit about the okay. family. Okay. I was just fucking around. <laughs> okay. This became all of a sudden
3: meet the press about the fucking <laughs> royal family. I, I,
2: I, Mike, what do you think about YouTubers coming
3: in and fighting? I think that's great for boxing. I think it brings... Um, a different and it broadens horizons of other boxing fans that would never okay. be boxing fans before.
2: Expands the reach, but you, you have no problem with someone who has no background in boxing fighting a professional.
3: Listen, um, he's been fighting, so he has a background in boxing. If he's been doing it for one year, he has a background, five months, he has a background of it. You know, he's, um, this is what he wants to do. He has what fighters have. He has determination, willpower, you know what I mean? And grit, and that's what he wants. And I don't care who you're rich or poor, that's what you need to succeed in this business. That's the that's the seller. He's a blonde-haired, blonde, blonde hair, blue-eyed, white kid, and we're gonna kill him. And that's what he sells. He sells violence to be able to beat some blonde hair, blue-eyed motherfucking crush. Even, even white people, they just wanna crush him. They just look at his face and they wanna fucking break it. <laughs> Isn't that something? He's so special to have that. People think that that's fucking bad news. He's so special to have that. That so many people want to kick his ass. He he could fucking make a fortune out of it. And he's smart too. That's a gift. You know, it's a fucking gift. He he's so lucky. Have that gift. It's the gift that somebody wants to kick your ass. Isn't that something to have that face? How much, when you
0: would promote a fight, like. Because you're selling the fight. Yeah. It's a business. You want people to watch.
3: Absolutely.
0: So with you, though, you had the, the, like, every fight was just amazing. So you had that. But, like, when you were hyping a fight, like, how much of that is real and how much
3: of that? It's all real until after the fight. Then it's, yeah, then it's all, like, over. And hey, and did
0: anybody ever say something about you before a fight that, it, and even though you're sitting there as a professional going, okay, this guy's selling this fight but he crossed the line and I can't let
3: that go. No, I was always crossing the line. I remember one time Larry Holmes put his hand on, I didn't shake his hand. You know, I was that kind of guy. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I was really dark. Right. Because I was insecure. Oh, he didn't shake your hand after? No, I, I wouldn't shake his hand. Fighters were going, I wouldn't shake their hand. But like afterwards it was fine? Afterwards it was fine. But during that process of uh, making the fight, during, no, no emotion, no friendship, no. What about the press conference with Lennox Lewis? What about it? That was heavy. I'm a heavy dude sometimes. <laughs> there you
2: are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, know. Very intense and passionate. Dude, what are you thinking? Like,
0: you never thought, like, as you're walking down to the ring, like, what the fuck? How do?
3: How did I end up doing this? On um, the contrary, I believe that was, when I'm walking to the ring, I believe I'm born to do this. The purpose That's that, the difference. I believe right awesome. that the purpose fighting was ever created was because of me. That's amazing,
0: because <laughs> I would be thinking like, I don't want to do this.
3: <laughs> no, it's like going on stage f- for the biggest night. Um, it's coming like sixty thousand or something coming to see. You. Not that they're there nothing
0: to, is like there to what see you guys you. do, because huh? they do that a lot with comedians. they will be like, you know, before his special, he trained like a fighter. It's like, no, he didn't. You didn't. It's like these guys. Can get Same serious. No. You can get seriously fucking hurt. You can die. Right, like the worst them. that's going to happen to me is I'll have flop sweat, dry mouth, and someone will say that redheaded kid sucked. I mean, that was the worst that can happen to you. But when you're like walking into like a gladiator into a ring, like...
3: All right, so really, I'm just keeping it real, right? From the desire of just somebody wanting to be something special... A comedian feeling the equivalent of being not cold. A real comedian. No, I actually get what you're saying. You, you, you relate everything with emotions.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I still. You know what blows my mind when I watch like UFC, and there'll be a guy on the ground, and the guys, the other guys, just dropping elbows. Like one elbow, I'm like, yeah. I'm tapping. This guy's just taking elbows, and you'll see the guy look over at the clock. Be like, all right, 30 more seconds of this. And then I got to go sit on that fucking stool. They're going to take that cold thing or whatever. And then I have to continue doing this. The fact that they can, a human being, is tough enough to do that. Like that, Whenever I watch uh, those UFCs or I watch uh, um, one of my favorite fights, Charlie Murphy, like, great, Charlie Murphy told me about this fight, that Corrales-Castillo fight. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, how many times... Corrales went down he was spitting out the mouthpiece trying to give himself some time and I remember he went into the corner and his corner man goes you better fucking get inside now I don't even know what that means and then he went out and he fucking knocked the other guy out uh, Charlie told me he said he woke up his whole family watching that they were all asleep <laughs> he fucking screamed
3: it was like it was like a rocky Charlie fight. comes from a fighting family though yeah Charlie
0: was no joke
3: you no know, but I'm talking about his father yeah. yeah he's come from a fighting family
0: yeah um Yeah, he was the best. He's another, he's another one. You know, I I I went, I got a pizza the other day, and the woman behind the counter had a sweatshirt on that says "Assholes Live Forever," and I was just like, I hate to tell you this because you're young, that is the truest fucking thing I've read in a long time, because I know so many great guys and they're just gone, and fucking assholes. (laughs) Some people don't kill them.
3: Believe it or not, some people don't think they're assholes. And that's another life that takes on to itself.
0: I would argue that that actually makes, that's what makes you an asshole. Because really? if somebody's an asshole and they know they're an asshole, eventually the apology's coming. But when they are not even aware that they're an asshole, those are the people that I see that just seem to fucking, you, you know, you could end it with an eighteen wheeler, and they're somehow going to crawl out of it. I had an airbag. I, never
3: let, I used to be that way as well, but I don't let people affect me as much as I used to. Because now I realize that if they do—they own me. You know. It's, well, you did the work. Oh, absolutely. You did the mental work. All right. Well, I got to work on that, I guess. And you'll love that part of life. That's going to be one of me. when you can forgive yourself. That's ooh, that's beautiful. That's life. Lifting when you can forgive yourself. Yeah. Surrender. Yeah. Stop beating yourself up. Hey, when can I do this podcast again? (laughs) Tonight.
1: You can do it forever, man. This this is a 24 hour podcast.
3: So, (laughs) should we wrap this up, Mike? If you want to, we can keep you forever with. I'm trying to think of a world where my. We like you. I'm going to take the kids back east to be
0: with the family. And you, I'm play gonna, through. Like, you know what, I'm going to hang, and I'm going to do a podcast, and I'm
3: going to take some shrooms. You would really need shrooms then if your wife left you. You would really need shrooms. No, no,
0: she just went back east oh, in that scenario. Yeah, she didn't cool. leave me. She didn't leave me, no. too
3: cold right now to be going back east, huh? I don't want another um, winter night. I never want to live another winter night. Like New York City and nothing. I don't want to do that no more.
0: Oh, you, you live out here permanently?
3: Las Vegas. Las Vegas is colder than New York right now. Yeah, we're in Vegas at night. Here, too. When you, you love that cigar, right? So what does that cigar make you feel like? you feel like you're really cool. You're talking skitch, you know, this is. I'm sorry, you're talking No, this is the only shit. thing I got left. No, you're talking comedian shit right now. So when's your next gig? I'm sorry, look, hey, people listen. <laughs>
2: the pressure is on I'm going to the Palm Beach Improv and and that's going to really yeah, Palm Beach Improv, I'm excited Nice. I'm very excited Uh, yeah man, it was interesting, you guys are talking about assholes and I played an asshole for years and one of the best ways to play a guy that you're talking about is there's certain guys the way to play them is thinking that no one is the devil in their own story so you can't judge one of you know this from playing guys, you can't judge have your a little char-
0: more experience in acting. I'm new to acting, so yeah, I'm, I'm listening. To, this is riveting.
2: Well, y- y- you don't, you can't judge your characters. You don't have the same ideology as that character. You can't judge it. You embrace it. You give them as much integrity as you possibly can, because no one is the devil in their own story. And then, so who, who's the hardest guy you you ever had to play? Like you're looking at the script, and you're like, how do
0: I? Play this guy. I,
2: I I recently was working on on this role where I was going to play an Israeli dude who's a kind of a gangster, and I remember I I went to the the dialect coach and I said, um, you know, I really need to work on this. And she said, well, why don't you audition by sending me, you know, you doing the Israeli accent? So I ended up doing it. It's a beautiful accent. It's a, it's an incredible accent, and that was, th- you know, you throw yourself into it and. It's beautiful. I got to learn how to do that because everybody gives me shit.
0: Like when they watch the Star Wars thing, they'll be like, I never heard a Boston accent in outer space. And then I always want to say, well, well, what about (laughs) English? Don't you think it's fucking weird that you're in a galaxy far, far away and everybody's speaking English? That wouldn't blow your mind if you went to another planet and somebody just said, hey,
3: Mike, what's up? Not Mike with the you yes, understand. Yeah, language. like who you are understand you? what they're say, talking the about. Yeah, Chewbacca
0: speaking Bigfoot and Han Solo speaking English. Right. They never switch languages and they totally understand each other.
2: They had to bust your balls. They felt like they had to.
0: My buddy said the funniest thing. He goes, Oh, that's where that, that's where it lost you <laughs> 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 That's yeah. where the reality of it. So Yeah. But I can't thank those guys enough. Um, it was John Favreau's idea. He was just going. No, he goes. I think. I th- I really. I think it's going to work. And I was like, All right, okay, I'll do it. I remember the first day I got there, all these people I was work. Were, I was working with were in like this crazy makeup, uh, like looking like aliens and shit. And I just remember thinking like, How am I going to get into the reality of this? This is fucking nuts. But they they were so good. After the first take, I was like, Oh my god, I'm getting killed in this. Like, I, I gotta. And then after that, you kind of forgot that they were wearing costumes. And in between takes, you're talking about global warming and shit and they're fucking <laughs> the space stuff and you just forgot it. Um, it was truly one of the great experiences I've had in this business, getting to do something like that. And uh, and then the fact that, like, people watched it and really liked it. It was, yeah, it was, as much as last year was tough, it, like... People saying that they liked it was a, was definitely a
3: high point of so my year. you think you do, um, year. some acting? What's that? You want to do some acting now?
0: Yeah, like I want to do, uh, this is the weirdest thing. I want to learn to speak French, and I want to be in a French gangster movie. Then
3: you should do
2: it. Well, yeah, I got to learn how to speak French first. But
3: you, if you want to, you will.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I got the guy for you. Vincent Cassell. You know who Vincent Cassell is? No. He's one of the probably in my opinion the best actor over in France plays a lot of gangsters brilliantly
1: well
3: i started one. watching got you, whatever you want is right there you know this guy's got, got the connection
1: right there
2: dude you guys will get along he's a good guy
3: right uh. anything you want dude
2: you got to see a movie he did called irreversible
3: irreversible yeah it's heavy
2: heavy 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 i've been watching that
0: show uh call my agent it's like a it's a french yeah thing and it's but it's like it's, um, you know, it's just around the office, so it's really like sort of common language. So what I have the subtitles in French, and I just keep hitting pause, trying to, like, figure out what they're saying. And I mean, the comedy doesn't work because it, it goes by too quick, but...
3: My wife hates that. I love um, to read.
0: Yeah, there's people who won't do that. Like, I just want to watch a movie. It. I don't want to sit here reading. My thing is I, I'm really bad at reading, so I, it always goes by. That's how I
3: learned how to read, by reading subtitles and stuff.
0: I get anxiety. Like when, when I would go to the movies and there was like subtitles, like it would take me back to being in high school and just flunking everything. And the shit would always go by too
2: quick and I'd have to ask my wife, well, what did they say? <laughs> She'd be me going, shut up, because my wife can read really fast. But it's cool seeing that people in other cultures like that and, and being able to immerse yourself in that. Yeah, I've been watching the Criterion channel. It's fucking
1: amazing. <laughs> It's fucking go.
2: amazing. I think what's going to happen is we're going to continue talking and we're going to look up and everyone's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. You ever get that feeling? Some like people we will have outlast an audience.
3: Already. Some people have already went home, man. All right.
2: Well, this has been cool, man. This has been amazing, this is great. right? Mike. Two Cuban
0: cigars.
3: Hell fucking yeah,
0: man. I have a whole new perspective on mushrooms like
2: <laughs> I mean that in a good way, I'm not being
0: an no, asshole. No, I'm yeah, like if
3: i not being an asshole, I would never think of you as an asshole. Oh, all right.
2: But you are truly welcome back any time. Isn't that right, Mike? Hey,
0: Mike? Hey, when does this come out so my wife doesn't think I just went to a oh, cigar no, we're bar? Oh, no, we're not
2: filming anything. <laughs> this has not been documented. You didn't do a fucking podcast? No, you went and a, hung out with your friends. This, this isn't is. a podcast. <laughs> Bro, this is nothing. We're just hanging out. These, these aren't even on. Like, hey, I said no to mushrooms
0: 15 times, all right? I was working. <laughs> it's documented.
3: I was working. It's got a character. Mushrooms is going to get listen, you. Listen, I got to
0: tell you, it's, it, it's an honor to meet you. Thank you so much for... All the stuff that I've watched for decades, the stuff that you've done, I still watch all of your stuff. Thank you, brother. Follow you on Instagram and all that. You're, you're, Thank you. And watching you evolve and all that has been amazing. Jeremy, you're all right, man. Thank you, brother. <laughs> you see that? I'm fucking with you. You're all right. I love you. you. Yes, I love you. Right. I love you. Thanks for having me on.